0: Thank <laughs> you. guy we
1: are back <laughs> no i was holding back a laugh on that i was watching the countdown and i'm laughing i'm like how crazy was that it was a great start and then the lights went
0: out yeah so uh we had started this already and then uh, derek's uh, housing development i think uh, decided to not pay the power bill and we completely lost power like three minutes into our intro so that was fun
1: an update to the update because the first update was about how we haven't sat and talked to each other in like six months almost. Yeah, it was about uh, five or six months, at least on the uh, the podcast, yeah. But then while we were saying the update, I lost power in my house and my kids freaked out and we went on an adventure upstairs. Typical.
0: Yeah. It wouldn't be a uh, Outsiders podcast without technical difficulties.
1: Because we really know what we're doing around here. Yeah,
0: we're kind of retarded
1: yeah well welcome back well here's an update it's been like five or six months and i still think i should say something about it so on our last podcast we were talking about how we potentially were going to conduct an interview sit down podcast with two pretty uh, influential people if you are familiar with their story or not and then i kind of transition to it's not just it wasn't a podcast, it was more like a building of a friendship because I spent two days with them parading them around, showing them my office and my job and your job actually. And be literally becoming friends with them, learning their story, learning about their life and those two individuals was someone who I knew the story and I actually I used one of the individuals in two of my classes that I teach actually pretty funny story, but, uh, that would be one is Jessica Lynch. And the other one was Patrick Miller. And I must say, or I, I'll ask you (laughs) after spending, uh, three hours with Patrick, what's your, uh, what was your takeaway?
0: Um, it, he is the epitome of somebody who has, uh, kind of already been through his worst case scenario in a way and uh he just does not give any fucks um with how he speaks his mannerisms just he, he he goes through every single day just not given a single shit about anything and he's just you know it's kind of a different it's a different kind of uh happy to be alive than what uh when we had ralph galati on um yeah. you know he's constantly smiling he's i'm just he said i'm just happy to be alive and obviously you know Patrick's happy to be alive, but he is just no filter on that man, which made for some hilarious conversation. Uh, I'm super sad that we don't get to share it with you.
1: Conspiracy. I'm I'm
0: incredibly (laughs) disappointed that we don't get to share what we talked about with you guys. Three
1: hours of hearing Jessica Lynch's story about being held prisoner of war in Iraq in 03. And then Patrick Miller's story about the events leading up to being held prisoner of war was the best story. And yeah. then being held prisoner of war to him was just, yeah, whatever. It was 22 days of just sitting around. Like, no, yeah. it was more than that. Goes was, yeah, whatever. But his was all about the action leading up to it. And my takeaway for Pat would be, excuse me for not knowing who said this quote, A man has two lives. He starts living his second one when he realizes he only has one. And when you hang out with Pat and you see that he was on that edge, he's living life. Like, what a question I asked him. I was like, how the hell did you go on to have a 20-year career in the Army when you were an E3 with a silver star with valor. Famous. Everywhere you went, everyone stopped and turned their head because there's Patrick Miller. And to hear him get like, I didn't care. Like, go, I know you didn't, bro. <laughs> Is some E5, E6 going to yell at you after you, are, you did the Lord's work? You were held as a POW for 22 days. You got after it, bro. Yeah. Some of you five going to yell at you because your boots weren't freaking polished enough. You know? <laughs> right. Um,
0: it was an incredible story. Um, it is an incredible story. So yeah, it is. Not, it was. It is an incredible and story. It, it was, was a, an amazing should, podcast. Oh yeah, what I should say was, <laughs> it, was it was an incredible experience um, being able to not just hear the story, but hear him tell the story. I think also added just a completely uh, other just element of uh, humor, I think, to it because just some of the ways he told or recapped the action was quite humor was just pretty humorous.
1: So I mean, all the way down to he was like, Yeah, I was listening to my CD player when it all uh, unfolded when they started shooting at us. And then he started talking, I interrupted him and was like, oh, Wait, what were you listening to? And he was like, funny enough you know i was listening to lincoln park and i was like uh what song and he like stopped and looked at me again he's like you know what it's funny you say that it was actually in the end and i was like you know it doesn't even matter though man (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he just looked at me and all of a sudden you just hear him crack a beer (laughs) i
0: was like damn it pat I don't want to go too far into the conversation because obviously now we're just reminiscing. We're, we're reminiscing on something that nobody else is going to get to experience, unfortunately. Did you ever meet, yeah, you met
1: Ryan, the their handler.
2: Yeah. He, he's, he was the one sitting outside the room. He's still, yeah. he
1: messaged me like three days ago. He's like, bro, did you guys get anything? And I was like, I've attempted it. Cause he said, Jessica wants to hear it. And I was like, bro, I've attempted three times. Nothing. Yeah. Um. Did you ever see what Pat wrote on my POW flag? Stop looking at my face. Yeah. Do you know yeah. the story behind that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, every time I see that, my like, God. But, you know, you? A, here we go. And this is a
0: story about that you can tell.
1: Can't no, because I don't want to tarnish someone else's. Because uh, <laughs> uh, okay. that's directly involved with them. All right. Well, we need to quit
0: with the inside jokes then, because uh, we do have. Yeah. You know, I we know. only have three or four of them, but we do have listeners that aren't going to know what the hell we're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dang
0: man, at um, in the end, it is what it is. in the end it doesn't even <laughs> it doesn't matter. Even matter. Uh, it doesn't but in the end, I you know uh, we're sorry we can't we can't provide that for you. Um,
1: for those, but don't had- worry. Uh, we have some stuff working though. We might have another guest or two on because uh, would not that be nice?
0: Yeah, it would. Who did you have in mind? Max. Oh yeah, Max. That'd be great. I think
1: he would be a fun story. A story, like a motivating story about discipline, and even better, we should do it probably like next week because he leaves for his Ironman. So get him when he comes back from his Ironman and ask him about it. He's coming back to Dover when he's done. Yeah, yeah. He's only taking leave for like four or five days ago, Texas to do it.
0: Oh, okay. Because he's actually not till, he's not out to the twenty first, right?
1: No, 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 no. he's a, I, I don't know. Anyway, okay. Is it this month or not? Anyway, but uh, to have him come back and, uh, bro, you just ran. A marathon, biked 112 miles, and swam two and a half. Talk to us.
0: Yeah, Max is an animal. He's a um, uh, paramedic, and uh, you know he's also an, an incredible uh, jujitsu artist. Uh,
1: Brown belt jujitsu practitioner at 23, 24 years old. I always like to say artist because I, I feel like it is like a form of an it is an, it is an art form in a way normally people describe him as professors and not to like the, diminish max at all cuz he is a great instructor but i what's holding him back from being a black belt in my opinion is his attitude toward the game he's still in the kill 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 and it's like so i i haven't called him a professor you know I'm, i i call him you know a practitioner or a, an artist yeah yeah one day i hope he'll be a professor but as of right now you know him <laughs> yeah <laughs> he does not know his
0: his goal is to just fuck shit up as much as he can i was I, mean, I
1: was in a waiting room the other day i forgot what i was doing but i was just looking on my phone and i went to the videos cuz i was trying to like clear out some space on my phone and uh, i found some instructional videos where i was recording him teaching and uh, i always what i do uh, just for your essay i always recorded everything and then i go back and i have uh, i don't know if you saw it on my nightstand i have a black book beside my nightstand and I go back and I write out step-by-step step every single move. And by writing it out, that's how I get to know it. Yeah. Secondhand, yeah. right?
0: It's like it's like it when you're writing it out, you're reliving it again.
1: Correct. Yeah. And I'm watching it and I'm thinking about it, closing my eyes and doing it, whatever it is, right? So uh, I was watching one of them and he was doing a demo on like the um, Peruvian necktie. And even just doing the demo on it, bro, like you hear Hundo in the video go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, even his demo, he just kills just yeah. kill I love it I'm so glad there's people like that out there because it, it literally does elevate you up because you realize like am I just being like am I a turd like am I really that pathetic but then you get a neon belly by him someone who weighs less than
0: me and his neon like, belly you know, it feels like a hundred pound man on me it
1: feels like a Volkswagen
0: bug dude just like yeah. backed up onto me yeah yeah it feels like a, a cow just <laughs> sat on your chest
1: <laughs> and there's nothing you can do nothing you can do a knee on your chest do you think there's 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 a few outs there ain't a freaking out
0: yeah and for those of you that don't know what neon belly is it is quite literally in the it, the name you somebody puts your knee right on your sternum and just drives it into you it's very deceiving actually because it's not your belly he puts his on your heart it's like right right on your sternum right yeah yeah he puts his right in the middle of your ribs. And then he does this, you know, sometimes he'll do extra little things to make it extra fun. And he'll grab grab your gi, like if you're using a gi, he'll grab your gi top and pull you into it and just drive it down into you. And he's uh the baseball
1: choke where he has you set up in a baseball choke when the belly, and he's doing both at the same time. And there's a yes. video of me when uh, he did it to me and you just see my whole body's red like a tomato. Yeah. Nothing you can do. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. It's humbling. It's very, very humbling. So, I think that'd be a great person to have to sit down and discuss because someone that's been doing it since he was six years old, I think, or
0: four or something like that. Very young age. Forced and, to do it. Yeah. And you can tell that he's got that experience because of how good he is every time. Like, yeah. And you, I mean, you do something for that long, you're naturally you're just going to be good at it. You know, it's
1: one of those things I think someone. Um, If you just practice something for an hour every day by the end of the year, 365 hours into it, you're probably going to be pretty good. So it's like, if you just practice, like, a guitar, 365 hours of practicing, you're going to be 365% better than the person who didn't ever pick up the guitar and practice. So it's like, it's just one hour a day. But it's like, but that adds up to 20 years of him doing it. You doing it someone else doing something else yeah you're just naturally going to be good at it so I thought about having Max that would be fun
0: yeah he's a good option because not only I mean obviously we both like the jujitsu and the mixed martial arts not only that aspect of it but his stories as a paramedic and being a first responder And
1: bro I don't know if we should say some of those stories <laughs> in my office yesterday <laughs> we don't got right, to tell yeah. them all but I know but there's Jesus. a few of them that he's got that that he's, yeah
0: I mean, but, you know, this... They don't bother me. No, they don't bother me either. And probably if you're... I mean, if you're listening to us, we talk about cannibalism on a regular basis. So, you, I'm assuming they're not going to bother you either if you continue to listen to us. so That's uh, fair. Yeah. So, I mean, I say fucking send it.
1: It's also one of those things, man. Like, growing up, of course, I knew what a firefighter and a, the ambulance crew was. But it's not until you're older where you realize that those people in our society experience death and horror and mayhem and carnage on the daily. Yeah. And it's like, we are so numb to... How many people get queasy seeing blood? And it's like, you hear him tell his stories, and you're just like, oh my God, bro. I don't know if I could be ambulance. I could do firefighter. You think so? I I know so. I think I've always thought about like, especially I wouldn't do just like traditional. I would probably go like, uh, Upland Upland wildfire. Like, do some oh, of the like forest oh, so fire stuff. Okay, yeah, wildfires. Yeah, yeah. I could be smoke jumper. That'd be fun. Like, I
2: shot. had a friend who's like smoke a smoke shot crew. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I had a friend who did smoke jumping in uh, Montana when he was younger, and then he uh, became a Sierra guy. But he told stories about it. Like, bro, they dump you off into a fire with a chainsaw attached to your belt. He's like, yeah.
0: Good night, bro.
1: (laughs) That's hard work, man.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of weird, right? So, like, and and, in every job, you know, you get numb to certain things. So, like, for him, it's jumping into a fire with a chainsaw on your belt. Like, for me, it's fucking flying with other aircraft inside of my airplane for, you know, they get people like, you can fly with other airplanes. Like, yeah. Do it all the time, right? Isn't that crazy? And and, then for you it, it's you know how to make a fire from scratch like
1: yeah it's not hard someone was saying that the other day that the primitive skill mindset is such a lost art like if the power grid really went down it'd only be like two yeah. three days and we're an apocalyptic culture and i'm thinking is my set of skills that i have really that unique anymore no,
0: no it is, it 100 percent is i don't like to think it's it is, it, though, man it's very unique
1: there's 300 homes in this neighborhood you're telling me that I'm one of a handful of people that would know how to build a shelter. From complete scratch, no...
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yes. I I, I would venture to say there is nobody else in your your little neighborhood that has your skill set.
1: Which is crazy to think about because it's just common sense put into
0: a hardship scenario. Well, I mean, I'll use myself as an example. I know... A lot about what you do and how I, I have a rough idea of how to do those things. I can't do them near to near to the level that you can.
1: And, and I 100% agree with you to the point of I've been so far separated from it. I tell everyone, man, I'm soft as baby doo doo right now since I've been away from the schoolhouse. 2014, me, bro, I was eating hangers and shitting nails. You know, like put me in the woods, I was the woods god. But now it's like, man, you it'd take, it'd take a couple, you know, trips to get me back to it and I would get right back to it. But to take just my axe and drop me in the middle of the woods and in 40 minutes I would have a raging fire with all this to a standard.
0: Like, yeah, man, those were the days. it, it If you had one item you to take with you, would it be the axe?
1: I've always thought about that, the whole naked and afraid. And it's like there's only a handful of items that you cannot replicate in that environment. One of them is something to boil water in. Yeah. Do you know how paramount it is to hold, store, and purify water? Life and death.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not that's not exaggerating. That's that is life
1: in death. There's only a few things that you could find in a primitive environment that you could use to not only procure but to store or even boil water in. And oddly enough, a plastic bottle is one of them. You can boil water in a plastic bottle. I think how many like microplastics are you ingesting? <laughs> hey, whatever, you're still alive. Yeah. So I always thought maybe like a pot would be one of mine, but a hundred percent. If it's not that, then it's like an, a great knife or an axe. It'd have to be. Like you saw, you just saw my bug out bag. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize my axe was on. You're know, like, oh, yeah, and you got your axe? I was like, uh, I think so. Oh yeah, my my baby axe. That's my pride and joy axe. Yeah. That was my first axe given to me.
0: Great freaking! I have a lot of memories of that thing. Do you guys? So do you guys get issued that? Uh huh. I figured you do because I because I remember when I was up there and because uh, we shared dorms or barracks or whatever, um, we would see you guys come all like we always saw you guys come down with like axes on your backpack. Yeah, you have anything. your team
1: axe, which is actually a pretty shitty one. I was never a fan of mine, and you get to personalize it. And yeah, I had uh, three guys on my team that were prior firefighters, and they, uh, one of them painted their axe red, and they thought they're being funny, you know, like firefighter red axe and he got fucked up they brought everyone into the classroom and they're like uh doing they called a care and use inspection so before we went to the woods they were making sure all our stuff was in you know proper order and i'll never forget they pulled his axe out and they took the sheath off and they're like what is this and he looked at it and just my axe sergeant like a red axe and all of ours are black and he was like uh, yeah and they're like why a red axe? He's like, because uh, I'm a firefighter. And they just lit him up. And I was thinking, man, he just wanted to paint his axe, you know, personalize it. But when you graduate, they make you return it because the next team gets the axe. And like yeah. your name's still on it. Well, you carve your name on it. So the next person crosses your name out and puts theirs on it. And it's like, I, I found mine actually in, the, uh, in a dermo bin. It was just the head. The handle was broke. So uh, it was just the head. And I found it. I have it in my garage, I think somewhere. And I never put a handle on it, but they issue us a badass Gransford handmade in Sweden. I love that axe.
0: Is that your axe that you have with you? Yeah, that's the one I, you're talking about. And they have
1: different uh, levels to it. So that's the. Um, I forgot the name of that one. Forge. Forging, I think. And then the next one up, the best freaking axe they make is called the um, uh, Felling axe dude it has like a five pound head on it it is sweet maybe eight pound eight and a half pound head on it yeah the bit it's freaking sweet just hit a tree once and explodes (laughs) some wood i'm talking some real nerdy wood shit right now but i was back in the day i'd just take your axe and you'd have your gators and your, your top on run around the snow dump a freaking tree down and start a raging fire
0: and so, like, from so it,
1: <laughs> real quick, sorry, sorry, it's so bad, man. This is how soft I've become. I had a fire out here like through three weeks ago, and I was struggling, and I'll never start a fire and have it go out. I've never had a fire go out once I had it started. I, I take pride in that shit. Like, come on, it's my fucking life, right? So right. I'm so fuck. I'm so bad at this now, man. I took my leaf blower and I just turned it on and just let it idle because heat oxygen fuel. So I was forcing the oxygen into <laughs> this fire that was kind of dying. <laughs> And uh, I made a blowtorch, so all these people are like yelling because all the embers were like hitting them and stuff. And I'm causing the freaking blowtorch of a fire out the side of the little pot <laughs> or whatever. And my wife, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm putting, I'm getting this fire going because it's this like wet punky wood. I didn't care. I was like, I can't get this thing. It has, it's not going out.
0: That's how bad it is now. Oh well, got spoiled. Yeah, but like you, so you like from. Warm, fat, and lazy, man. Just So from just dropping you in the middle of the woods, it would take you, you said, 40, min- 40 minutes to get a fire horn? With just an With axe. a standard. With,
1: with just an a axe. Yeah, just an axe and uh, um, a metal match.
0: That was all we were ever given was a metal match and uh, your axe. How and long then, do you think it would take if you did not have a match? Like it was just you and your axe.
1: And I had to do like a... Uh, Friction fire, like a bow drill or something like that.
2: Sure,
0: I mean is Bro. that the only is that the only option
1: to start a fire if you didn't have a metal match yeah. or a lighter or something? I mean, yeah, you have to have some kind of friction a bow okay. drill. Like the first time I ever did one, man, they made fun of me. I, I I didn't I knew how to start a fire. I did not know how to start primitive proper primitive caveman style fires. And so the guy who's teaching me is a great instructor, and uh, he was just making fun of me the whole time because everything he touched exploded into a fire and here i am struggling because the art of like balancing the spindle against your leg as a brace you're in a weird crouch position you have the bow so imagine like a violin bow and if you ever watch someone use a violin they're very gentle with their bow it is an art so, same thing. You can't just grind and think you're going to start a fire. There's a rhythm and a pattern you have to find. You're not
0: muscling it. You're not. You're you not muscling a fire in.
1: No, you you cannot. Um, it, pretty much, the tip of the bow is dragging the ground. That was the best rhythm I found. Is pointed on the ground and only that, just back and forth on the same spot. I, I wouldn't worry about the spindle or my um my uh the socket or the uh, the bearing. You know, the what you put the spindle in that I, w- I wouldn't worry about anything else i was just watching the tip of my bow just back and forth back and forth and after a while it starts to smoke and then yeah you have to pick it up and baby it and you have this little hot little coal going and then you dump it in your dry whatever you can find but you're talking full up all environments of the world really difficult to do man a bow drill and obviously there's people internet Enthusiast, all these survival shows we watch, like they're obviously pretty good at it because they do them every day. But for someone just to learn it, it's a a skill you have to
0: learn. I mean, it's like, so I I just bought a new compound bow, right? That's not something you can just pick up and immediately go to the woods and go kill a deer with. That takes a lot of practice. So, which I mean, I have a long road ahead of me before I'm able to be lethal with that thing. But so it's like the same concept, like when it's like, a such a technical thing. It takes time. Same as jujitsu, you're not gonna show up day one and be fucking people up. You know, it, you're gonna get your ass kicked first. Take it a
2: step
1: further than that, man. Like, do you find yourself after you just rolled in the office for about an hour, hour and a half, when you're driving home? Are you thinking about it? When you go home and you're telling, you know, your wife or your friends about it, are you actually accurately? reassessing what you were doing because it's the same thing with bow shooting man you can stand in your backyard with that target 40 meters away and draw and hit bullseye every time but are you shooting from an elevated platform do you go up on your roof and put that same target some 40-50 yards out now and now you have to shoot at a 45 degree angle are you practicing from your tree stand because you have a climber do you know how difficult it is to try to shoot? You know, from a climber, yeah. all these things. So it's like, as much as you think jujitsu, I can roll and do the same triangle every freaking time. But you saw how good I got at my triangles because I laid in bed and would think, well, could I apply it from this angle? I'm going to try that. Let me try it. You know, inverted. Let me try it from the mount. You know, all these things, right? So to get good at it, you're dedicated. And, like, sorry to go on that tangent, but Matthews, Hoyt, Bear, they're really good at advertising to make you think, you buy this $1,500 bow, you
0: are going to be deadly in the woods. No, you're not. Not without practice, you're not. Like, those 50, like that, so, like, I I just bought a Matthews, right? I just, I met, oh, first, I'm going to brag on myself a little bit. I just met a personal goal of mine. I lost 30 pounds. And And you look great, man. Thanks, bud. I appreciate that. Um yeah, you had a lot to do with that as well. You know, uh, rolling on the mat helped, um, uh, and having friends like you and Max that are very motivated and, uh, have that killer mentality Have being around those people help, you know, um, there's actually, uh, one of my favorite, uh, lines and one of my workout songs that I listen to. It's, uh, by uh, rapper NF. Um, it's, uh, the mind is a powerful place in which you feed it can affect you in a powerful way is one of his lines. And, the people around you help feed your mind. So yeah, having that killer mentality around you all the time, 100% helps. So thanks for the help. Um, now with that, ah, fuck, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the bow. So I lost 30 pounds, and um, to reward myself, uh, I said, I'm going to go get a compound bow. And I went and bought uh, that Matthews. Um, and But... I still have a long way to go before I'm ready to go out in the, those woods and go kill something. Like you said, I, you have to, you have to practice all these different scenarios. You have to practice from not, first you have, first you have to figure out how to shoot that shit from the ground and not only just shoot it, but do it accurately and consistently. Then once you do that, now you have to get, now you have to get elevated, practice shooting yes. elevated. Yeah. Uh, and not, so you, like you said, get up on the roof, and do something like that. And so, like, you have to like practice how you play. Otherwise, when it's game time, you're gonna fold, and you're gonna. And in this, and in this scenario, which it is like, it is a life and death scenario. Not, it's not necessarily your life, but it is a scenario where it it is some it is something else's life or death or health on the line. Because if you fuck up and you get a bad shot. And maybe you wound the, your, your, your target. Yeah. Well, that's about the worst thing you could there, do. I've been man. That's I've about the worst there, thing you could do.
1: And I felt so bad. I still feel bad. I think about that deer often, actually. My first deer I hit with my bow. I don't want to say first deer, first good buck. And I took a dumb shot. A shot I've never practiced. But it was in the moment. I saw the shot. And I'm like, I got to do it. And it was such a dumb shot. What it was is I had a nice basket rack freaking eight point on my uh, salt lick. And he started acting weird and he like started hooving at the ground. I was like, I think he sees me, you know, and he starts snorting. And then he's like looking around, but he wasn't looking at me, but he was looking at my tree and I was on this real steep hill, but I was almost parallel to the little knoll where my salt lick was. And I looked underneath me and this monster, big-body buck came in, but it was a non-typical, and one antler was beautiful on one side, and on the other side, it grew all weird. It wasn't even like... It looked like a unicorn, to be honest. It was like a spike with like a spiral. It was real weird, and it stopped under my freaking tree, man, and I'm looking down, and I already kind of had buck fever in the moment because I drew back on the basket rack, but I like, I don't have a good shot yet, so I drew down on it. And I'm like sitting there, and that's when... Buck fever set in. Well, while all this was happening, I looked down in this freaking non-typicals underneath me. And I looked down, and I was like, that would look sweet on my wall. But I wasn't even like, yeah, sure, the rack was cool, but how big he was. He was a big-body buck. And I used my freaking harness to lean out over the edge of my tree stand. I'm relying on this harness to hold me, bro.
0: Are you in a climber? No. I'm no. in a
1: stand that I had put these, uh like... Individual leaf ladder like rungs on. I think I was like at that that specific tree. I was probably like twenty two feet up, bro. So you so you climbed up with sticks then? Uh, it's weird. I have them in my garage. It's um, they come in four foot segments. I had eight of them, and you ratchet strap them to the tree. Oh, okay, I know. So what you I would what, that's do? Besi- that's
0: the, that's besides the point anyway.
1: Well, no, that's actually a great part to it because. Oh. Okay. Um, I had my tree or I had my trail camera stolen actually from that tree and uh, I'm so thankful that that's all they took was my trail camera because they could have took my stand or cut the tree down taking it but what I did is when I would leave I would always take the bottom leaf with me so that way like and I would jump to get up into it so that way I I was young and dumb I always wanted to get as high as I could in the tree so I would actually have to hold on to like the first rung what, and do a pull up to get up into my freaking ladder to climb up into the tree stand. Cause I just thought I could get another three feet, four feet higher up. So dumb. So I'd take that last leaf with me and I would leave. And this is in Florida? No, Washington state. Oh, this is when you were yeah. in Washington. Okay. okay. So anyway, so I'm leaning out over the edge of this stupid, freaking dangerous situation of a tree slash tree stand. And I took a shot and you got to think I'd never practiced that. Who even practices shooting 90 degrees straight down? I didn't even know where to aim. I was like, what would kill this deer? So I aimed for center of like between the shoulder blades, but back a little bit. I was like, there's vitals right there. And when I freaking let that arrow go, I muffed the shot and I shot into his shoulder. And I was still thinking, it's got to hit vitals, man. Blood everywhere. So I waited. I, took pic- I got down, I took pictures, and I sent it to the best deer hunter I've ever met in my life. And he said, hey, that's not a kill shot. Get on that deer now. We had about three feet of snow on the ground, and I tracked that deer for like four and a half hours. I was soaking wet. I was wearing full wools, those dark green. I don't know if you ever saw them. We have these dark green full wool outfits we wear in the wintertime. Uh, I don't think so, no. I was. I didn't have snowshoes because I didn't even plan to freaking go far. And I followed this deer. Like I said, I probably went like two and a half miles through the snow waist deep some of it was chest deep snow and i finally found him at like a mile maybe mile and a half somewhere in there and i spooked him and it spooked me he was up under a tree dying and i already had a, i was walking around with my bow with the arrow knocking everything i was ready to go i spooked him and a clot fell out so i run up and look and i thought it was like his liver i was like what is this big old freaking blood clot and i tracked that deer man and finally got dark i didn't even have a headlamp i didn't have anything i didn't think i was gonna be out there that long and I was like, I gotta get back, bro. I'm like three miles from probably four miles at this point from my truck in, in the snow. Washington. In Washington, cougars, bears. This is December. It was my birthday weekend, and I was like, uh, and I had no cell service. I was like, the only way, I don't know where I, I am. No idea where I'm at. The only way I know is because follow my tracks back. So I turned around, followed my tracks back, and the whole way I was like, fuck, man, I missed the for sure shot. Took a stupid shot. That I've never practiced. And it still haunts me, man. I doubt I killed that deer, to be honest. Maybe I did. You know, maybe a cougar did get it cause it was wounded whatever. But I've talked to a lot of people about you. They're like, you know why his it grew like that? Because he had an injury. More times than not, when they get a weird non-civil like that, some people say it's genetic, but sometimes it's an injury. And an injury can cause that, that side to not grow.
0: I was uh, listening to... Uh, on that injury uh, aspect, um, I was listening to uh, one of Ranella's uh, Meat Eater podcast episodes. And they were talking, I forget, one of the guys that's on the uh, show with him uh, a fair amount. Not Clay, I forget the other guy's name. Um, he uh, was talking about how he had a buck that he was tracking through his show uh, cameras for a few years. And it had a leg injury from like getting hit by a car or whatever. And once it had that injury, its rack started growing weird. Because before before that, it was a very good looking rack. Um, but then he had that injury, and it started growing weird. And it did that for a couple of years. Yeah, 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 for a while, right? And then and then it went back to normal, like just Damn. right. But it, but he knew it was the same deer because he's got time to study that shit. Like the, the aspects of every deer. deer. So, um, he knew it was the same deer and it started growing back to normal. So it's weird that how the injury can affect the antler growth.
1: I meant to tag you on this the other day. Um, sorry, your story sparked another story that sparked this random, I meant to tag you in it. It was a butcher that when you went to his shop, and you were waiting he had like this lounge area uh for his like drop-off area and he had like a bar made and under on the top of the bar were all the broadheads that he found inside all the deer that he had had
0: processed i've seen that i I saw i i know what you're talking about i've seen a, a video of that so the
1: story that sparked this is i worked with a contractor who is one of the great freaking survivalists Shout-out to Swenson. Uh, if you guys want to follow a fun YouTube channel, uh, I think it's called Survival School. Uh, Leif Swenson, he, he does all this his primitive shit. He's the guy, like, if you want to learn survival stuff, I'd watch his YouTube channel. He has great content. His first elk he ever shot, while he was cleaning it, uh, the back strap, he was running his knife to portion out the back strap and, uh, you know, uh, package it up, and he felt his knife hit something, in metal on metal, and then, like he stopped and was like, oh, oh, what was that? And he cut around it and he found the broad head. I like
0: how you like cringe when you do that because, Cause, like, cause you know that feeling. Yeah, you know that feeling. It, it, it's, uh, it's like a fork on a plate. is.
2: Ye-
1: see, that one doesn't bother me, man. And either does, like, like,
0: um, you don't like when the fork scratches against the plate? No, that's fine. That doesn't no, bother that bo- me. I, I don't like it. I, I don't, don't, don't even sharpen, boy, sharpen
1: our knives. I have like the uh, diamond file, and I do that, and everyone else goes, Oh, and I'm like, you have oh, to sharpen a cool. knife. Yeah. But a knife against a knife? You know what causes me to get the chills every time is uh oh, excuse me. Um put a uh like a paper towel, a dry, dry paper towel up to your ear and rub it together. That makes me get the the chills. I just happen, I happen
2: to have to, happen to happen. <laughs> <You> <laughs> actually, one <laughs> second. <laughs>
1: yeah I, do. I can't do that yeah it's, that's so okay i mean that's it's like a that, dry q-tip in your ear
0: like i can't do that that's weird well i mean it's not like not the paper towel the fact that that's a thing for you is weird yeah it's one of your weird things i guess everybody's got weird things but
1: i used to be friends with someone she was terrified of wet paper towels terrified of wet paper towels she, that was her phobia is she was scared of wet paper towels and I was wondering like, did her parents beat her with wet paper towels or
0: something you know I wouldn't imagine that would hurt too bad
1: yeah I don't know but she had it Maybe like, they, like it was so bad uh I her was, face in wet paper towels but that right <laughs> what is it Cause wet paper towels but uh That's so specific yeah uh my wife brand new in our marriage and being a mother had a young I don't know like 2 month old daughter with her and she went to a party a house party without me cuz I was out of state and uh I guess my two-year-old or two-month-old decided to get sick and puke everywhere. And like an all-star, this friend helped Lauren clean it up. But she couldn't pick up the paper towels because they were wet paper towels. <laughs> it all crazy. She's like, here, I'll help you. And Lauren's like, uh, she's still holding Bailey, you know. She's like, uh, if you don't mind, can you grab this? She's like, I can't grab those. She's like, what? Well, sorry, I just can't. And that's when we found out she's scared of wet paper towels. Weird man. And I don't mean like she's weird because she's a great human, but I meant weird like everyone has their thing.
0: Everybody's got a, everybody's got a weird thing.
1: What's your phobia? Like proper phobia, like
0: I, I a clown, no, spiders. I'm I don't like spiders, but I wouldn't say it's like a like a phobia i mean if i get one on me i'm gonna freak out and shake like you know flick it off but like we've got one hanging outside our house right now that's like got a big ass web he's helping with the flies we're letting him we let up so we let he him stay. Yeah. you know he, he he's 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 earning his rent
1: i never seem to kill them because same thing like i live in the swamp right but you see our front porch with the chairs out there now yeah the other day i turned around there's a freaking black widow like, on our uh, block out there I mean, oh, I really? i've only seen
0: one while oh, i was up here Really, I've never seen one, yeah. That, Dude, I can, that I can think of.
1: Come in the daylight tomorrow or something, and I'll take you out to the woodpile, and I find them all the time. I'm good. I have a video of me like holding them with my bare hands, and people freak out. I'm like, it's not gonna kill you.
0: It's it's gonna hurt. I'll say you know. it's not gonna tickle you either.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you're probably gonna be really sick. But I was like, well, everyone's like, kill them. Like, I was re- I was about to have a fire, and they make great cobwebs, and that's how you can always find a black widow by their web- cobweb. It's not a spiderweb; it's cobwebs and so uh, I would always take them out of my fire pit and I'd put them in the wood pile because I'm like man leave these things alone they're out there killing stuff I don't want like I hate the deer flies here oh yeah those suck and oh man hopefully tonight we'll get some now that it's getting cold I haven't seen them in a while we have those um, cicada killers yes so I just uh, this year was the first year I've seen them bro I'm getting like 50 a night here it's bad that's ridiculous. I have the electric uh, tennis racket, and I started getting after them when I went out there and I'm just, but I found like I did a bunch of research. They never seemed to attack me, and I always thought that was weird. I'm like, I'm killing you guys, and you never come after me. And I did research, and I'm like, no, they're actually very docile. They don't care about humans at all. No,
0: they, they they don't. And I I did the same thing. So I saw one for the first time this year here in Delaware and um i didn't know what it was at first i was just like big I fucking I thought it was a hornet. murder hornet i They're huge. huge so did i They're so huge. i was like big fucking hornet it was in it was in our uh, garage gym and megan does not do good with anything that makes a buzzing noise and um whether it's a fucking fly hornet bee does not matter if it may if it flies and buzzes like by her ear she freaks out and so, like, I'm in that garage, and uh, I see this thing, and I'm like, I gotta kill that, because Megan, because Megan had just got dressed to come work out. I'm like, I have to kill that before Megan gets out here. So, um, and I, that's what I thought it was, and then it wasn't. And I, 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 after I killed it, you know, I got, I started looking at it, and I'm like, that, that doesn't. Look right! I'm like that. Just looks different. So I ended up googling it and researched it, and they're apparently generally solitary. They're like they live. They they don't. They're not in swarms. They yeah, they actually live in the ground, which is pretty cool. Yeah.
1: So because when um, they kill the uh the the cicada, that's what they pull into their nest. And just like a uh, have you ever seen a tarantula wasp? Yes. They're the ones that sting the tarantula and they put their larva inside yes, of the tarantula. Yes, yep. I've seen they do the same thing. That's why they're called cicada killers. So they apparently this year we had cicada season, which that goes into a fishing story I'll tell you about in a minute. And so um, they pull it into their nest and they do the same thing. They just impregnate the freaking cicada with larva and then they eat the cicada from the inside so, out. So the
0: second, so I've seen, I've seen those twice. i killed two of them. So I, I guess my first story was technically incorrect. When I killed it in the garage, that was the second time I had seen one. But that was when I discovered it was actually a cicada killer. The first time I saw one, um, it was actually over at a uh, little league baseball field. Uh, me and a, another and another friend were over there, and I was hitting them ground balls because it, it's uh, it was softball season for uh, our base league, and he wanted to get better at taking ground balls. So I was I was. Just smacking ground balls at him, and we're standing there next to each other and we're talking, and I happen to hear this little, very loud buzzing. I look over, and it's the cicada getting fucked up by the cicada killer, and it, it, it getting after it, bro. <laughs> get, this thing is getting after him, and I'm like, that's a big ass wasp. Like, I'm like, and I, I had a baseball bat in my hand. I'm like, I'm about to fucking, I'm about to fuck this dude up. And and I tell Josh, like, like, Josh, get back in case I miss. Like, we're hauling ass (laughs) because he's going to come after us. And when you say
1: big for people that, I guess, imagine this with us. Size of your
0: thumb. Maybe a little bigger.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I have uh, pictures and videos on my phone, man, that I would zap them with the electric tennis racket. And while they're dead... I'd sit there and fry them on it too, you know? Yeah. And I dumped them on a plate and I put a quarter on the plate and even dead curled up there larger than a quarter. Yeah. So,
0: big wasp. But yeah, in in that uh, second story, I ended up beating the shit out of it with a baseball bat. Um, But actually, it took like three swings for that thing to stop fucking moving. Yeah. Because I hit it the first time, connected, perfect, still moving. And I was like, How in the hell did I not just crush this thing? So I smacked him with it again, and it's still going.
1: So you see I turn on the light behind me because that's what attracts him. Oh, the light. Yeah. So my story real quick, sorry to go on this tangent, but talk about that this year was a cicada season or cicada year for us here in Delaware. I was fishing by myself on silver, and I got up under this tree, and I looked down in the water, and a cicada was on top of the water, but it was upside down, so its wings were wet. And the movement that it was giving off, like vibrating on top of the water, I was like, there's no way. Yeah, bro, there has to be a way. This action has to attract a bass. So I freaking put a hook on and just freelined a cicada, bro. <laughs> and I threw it up under these trees, just freelining a cicada, and I just let it sit there. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And I freaking caught a fish on a cicada. It's like what? How big? Wasn't very big at all. Yeah. It Was probably under a pound. But the fact that I had a cicada on my boat, and I'm like, well, "Yeah, they're all over. That's a food source, right?" So I just freelined it and just threw it out.
0: I have a, a snakehead lure that has a cicada, and it has a. Uh, um, it's a top water lure, and it's got like a propeller tra- uh, propeller trailers. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Like, so when you pull uh, it through the action. Yeah, and yeah, it makes that little, yeah, does a little thing on top of the water. Yeah. How'd that memories. go? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. yeah, 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 you know what I'm talking about. You you, you get it, you get it. bro. <laughs> Sorry, I keep going
1: on these tangents, but we haven't seen each other in a while. Well, so happens. when my friend Mark came up, I asked him, like, what do you want to do, man? You're here for, like, four days. You only need to be present for, like, one morning for me. What do you want to do? And he's like, well, I always see you posting about fishing. Let's go fishing. So I took him. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, because he's like, well, what, what do you, what should I use? And I'm like, well, the rule of thumb is like dark water, dark bait. And he goes, okay. So he puts on like this, like dark purple, almost like grape colored worm. And what do I put on? bubblegum pink (laughs) your favorite you go to i was on like four three pound bass and he hadn't even got a bite (laughs) and i'm dying laughing and even um i had a rife with me and even rife was he caught like two or three at this point too and he's using every he's using rattle traps he's using everything and all bright colors it got so bad at one point mark was getting pissed and uh Rife was like, see you right here on the street, cast right here And Mark was messing around with his uh his fishing pole and he goes, No, I'm like right here and freaking Rife cast right where he said and yeah that not even hit the water and he caught a freaking bass in the exact fuck right, exact spot bro and he was like, I was gonna cast there He's like, Sorry bro <laughs> You know So I'm like at like four bass at this point. Rife's on like four bass at this point point. Mark had not got a bite bro and he's switching it up and he was like, "You damn locals, dark colors, dark water, and we're both using chartreuse and pink and all this, <laughs>
2: just bullshit." So,
1: because apparently, <laughs> so it's so bad. So finally, it's it's hot, bro. It's like ninety-five degrees, ninety-eight degrees at this point. And so I was to the point I'm about to call it, and he goes, "Well, I'm switching bait finally," and he did. Then he switched up to a white and silver speckled uh, cinco. And he didn't—he didn't rig it wacky. He rigged it with a weighted hook, so so like
0: you had a normal worm. Yeah, like like Texas rig, Texas rig.
1: But it was a weighted hook, not a weight above.
0: Ah, well, I use
1: them for like my flukes. So yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I know, I know what you mean.
1: And it was like second cast, and that's when he reeled in that like three and a half, four pound bass. And I was like, oh my god and i'm so happy that he caught a fish let alone the fish of the day and i have a video the moment that he pulls it out of the net and he gets to look at his fish and the excitement on his face and stuff but i just felt so bad because after he let the fish go and we, like we spent time with the fish and let him like do this freaking sweet so a four pound bass you know and uh he was just like dark colors dark water because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I always joke like uh, you know i'm gonna do a guide service and uh pretty funny man i was like if i'm a guide, i'm a terrible guide. i'm over here catching all these fish dude i even told him, i was like hey you want my pole i got a fish you want to put my pole and he like looked at it and you could see him he's like uh and i was like if you would have took my pole bro
0: i would have made fun of you so <laughs> <I would> forever <laughs> like nah dude fuck you yeah you can't have my pole no or i don't no. want your pole no i want to fucking yeah. catch this thing on my own my fish don't need your fucking pity <laughs> marco polo
1: good times Good times, but you, okay, sorry uh, to interrupt. You never really said, what is your actual phobia?
0: If I have one, I guess it would be heights, which I'm, I'm actually starting to get over. I'm trying to get over it. Um, like, but it's weird. Like when I'm in my tree stand, fine. When I'm flying in the airplane, fine. But like, for instance, when I was zip lining, we you know, I went, I went uh, zip lining down in Georgia. I was not okay. Really? And it was just, i terrified.
1: We just did a rope course last night at some arcade. Uh, uh-huh. Have you ever been to a main event? Yes. They have that yeah, rope I'd course above the arcade, and Bailey yeah. did. I thought she was going to freeze up. I had to go behind her. Yeah. And she did it, and the guys uh, whose birthday it was we were there for, he froze up. And I, like, I coached him along and stuff, and I just kind of, like, to stop. The very first, like, part we did, he made it through that part, and after that, he froze. And to see, like, he was tearing up, like, he's a kid, he's 13 years old, and to see someone who's actually afraid of heights, and I'm like, we're like 12 feet up, and he had t- tears in his eyes, he couldn't move, he was frozen, it's like, I don't know if I have that, like, heights, I get it, it's natural, it, I would say it's probably the most natural fear, you fall, you die. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't know if it's so much my fear of being up high, or if it's, if it's, if it's my fear of falling. Have you ever
1: jumped out of an airplane? No. You should do thank it. God. You should do it.
0: I well, and there we go. I mean, I know that, like, if I did it, the fear probably conquered. But
1: probably not, to be honest.
0: No, you don't think so.
2: Just
1: because you do it once, is that a true conquer?
0: That's a good point. Now you got to do it a few times. Become proficient at it. Get your A license.
1: B license. Go down the road of now you're doing squirrel suit.
0: I think you're going, you went a little too far on that one. I'm just saying, like, I'm,
1: I mean, if you're scared of spiders... Hold a spider, right? I don't know.
0: Not a fan of spiders. Definitely not going to hold one.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't like spiders. I wouldn't say I'm scared of them. But I don't like them. That's for damn sure.
1: You know what i become obsessed with? Like, my whole algorithm has become this stuff now is snakes. I watched this video last night. Of this guy had all these, like... Cobras and vipers, and this guy has like a 17 foot long king cobra, and he's just holding it.
0: Jesus! There's 17?
1: Little, yeah, it's the longest venomous snake oh in the God. world, is a cobra. And there's so many kinds, and then vipers. He has this thing, a gaboon viper and pit viper, all this stuff, man. Just insane. Rattles. He has this like hybrid rattlesnake. It's the biggest rattlesnake I think I've ever seen. He's just holding it. The guy's missing the tip of his finger. He got freaking bit by a cobra and he (laughs) cut it off. No shit. Yeah, but this guy just like all these like he has a taipan, the deadliest snake in the entire world, and he has one just in his living room, in a in a glass container. Like that thing bites you, you die. I don't think there's an antivenom for it. I don't know, but taipan bites you, you die.
0: That's crazy. That's in my feed. That's a little... I think that's beyond crazy. I think at a certain point, it turns into psychotic. Yeah.
1: Once again, some people collect rifles. Some people collect Corvettes.
0: Some people collect stamps. Some people collect fucking snakes. (laughs) Not just snakes. The most dangerous snakes in the entire world. In
1: the world. And this guy had like 20
0: of them in his living room. They're going to find a space snake one day and he's going to fucking have it. (laughs) Ah, Rick and Morty. (laughs) (laughs) I have that on my phone. Isn't that your ringtone? Yeah. Yeah, that's your ringtone. One of them. Let's see if I can find it. Is it a text tone or a ringtone?
1: It is a planet of snakes that is on a brink of entire world uh, collapse because of racism.
0: Yeah, I, I I remember the episode. Snake jazz, <laughs> snake jazz, snake jazz. It's groovy. <laughs> uh, new season of that coming out, by the way.
1: Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I That's do cool. not have Cartoon Network, I have to wait till the next day to watch it.
0: Is that not on Hulu?
1: It uh, it's a week later. Oh, okay. It's I think Hulu or Max they'll show it, but it's a week later versus Cartoon Network. Because I know Hulu's night.
0: got up to the end of last season. Yeah. So Dude, speaking of the of the uh streaming networks, it's getting a little fucking ridiculous for me.
1: It's so crazy how many like it used to just be Netflix and then like Disney Plus kinda. No, bro. I just thought YouTube has their own like Apparently, it's better than, like, DirecTV.
0: Yeah, so I canceled DirecTV in favor of YouTube TV.
1: Not, please educate me on this, because I don't have anything. I have Netflix and Disney+. Plus.
0: Okay, so basically, why we got rid of DirecTV was because I have all these fucking channels that I'm paying for. Do you know when I watch DirecTV? Saturdays in the fall. Yeah. And Sundays in the fall. Yeah. And that is the only time I have ever on my tv oh i'm sorry i'm sorry that's a lie also march madness
1: and it's a hundred dollars a month right
0: it's i mean well fuck with sunday ticket it's more than that yeah it's true so um we figured out that you know we don't have to be paying this much money and then you add on that then you add on all the other subscriptions that we have to netflix to hulu to fucking disney plus or whatever the hell and we're like this is just too much so we got rid of Direct TV. We got YouTube TV. I guess I still get all my football games. Yeah. Um, because they also have it. Because now I UK bought the is, ticket.
1: I will say that I bought the YouTube NFL ticket. Well,
0: because that's who has the ticket now. Yeah. Um, a Direct TV still has a deal where you can get the ticket through YouTube TV, but it's still. But now, but YouTube TV has the primary contract with the NFL for the ticket now. So and I, I got a I, huge
1: discount because I'm a student. Yeah, you do. So awesome. it was actually kind of like a pain to, to verify that I'm a student. I was taking screenshots of like my, uh, my dashboard. I sent them like an email and all this and like, it's not good enough. I went back and forth with them like on six times and I was about to give up and just pay. And I'm like, no, it's like 50% off. No, I'm not just going to forget it. So it was like 120 bucks for the season. Yeah.
0: Um, and I know I don't have a, shit ton of channels that i don't need um i don't know how i'm gonna i don't know how i'm gonna watch uh my blue jackets this year um when i for the occasional game i want to tune in on because uh, that just started this week uh, the nhl uh but uh um yeah we thought about doing the
1: nhl experience because uh we love watching the lightning games Yeah, but it's like man, it's
0: just another thing I gotta buy. Well, anyway, back to well, so yeah, back to the apps, right? So I had to download Peacock today because Peacock made a deal with the Big Ten to uh, show X amount of games, or to show like have the rights to one game a week, basically. Well, this week just happened to be the Ohio State game. So, I had to download Peacock, give them six bucks, so I could watch this one game uh, throughout the entire season. And it was just like, and I immediately canceled it as soon as the game was over. But, I mean, it's still just fucking annoying that, like, you have to like just another one and another one, and then like the argument for it is like, uh, oh, it's only an extra six months a month. I'm like, okay, well then, then this is an extra fifteen a month, and this is an and extra fifteen a month. And this is an extra, and it all adds up to the point where now I'm paying just as much as I was paying for fucking Directv in the first place.
1: Yeah, the only <laughs> maybe I'm lucky. I don't know. We have Disney Plus. Because we have Disney Plus, we get Hulu and ESPN. So there's three right there. Because we have Xfinity, I get Peacock for free. Because I have AT&T, we get HBO Max, now formerly known as HBO Max, now Max, for free.
0: Yeah, they keep changing that fucking name.
1: So... And I'm not gonna lie, we might be a parasite on one of the streaming services. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we haven't been caught on yet. So, yeah. uh, uh, so I have I think seven or eight streaming services, and we only pay 140 dollars a year for the Disney Plus. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, and I'm so cheap about it. And even then, I'm like, I'm actually get rid of some of these. But I'm like, well, they're free because I have Xfinity or AT and T or you know, I like, whatever. Uh, I do pay for uh, Paramount. And I realized the other day I've never even freaking watched it.
0: The only thing we use Paramount for is fucking Yellowstone. Yeah. Like I want to watch Which Yellowstone's that. on Peacock. <laughs> that's so dumb, dude. I want to watch uh, Ted Lasso, but that's on Apple TV, and I don't have Apple TV because I don't. That's just another thing. I
1: have Apple TV because we have Apple.
0: Give me your fucking login information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I'll, pi- I'll I'll pirate that shit.
1: you better not, boy. Oh.
0: I'm about to pirate that dog right there. Uh oh, what's he doing?
1: Go way down. Oh, oh
0: daddy's bad. He, yeah. Anyway, oh, was he about to shit him? Shit on the carpet or something on the floor? What's, no. he, what's, he, what, what's he doing?
1: He's soaking wet, so he's trying to dry off and roll on the carpet. Oh, uh, okay. I wouldn't say soaking, but he's, he's become so scared of wet grass that he'll jump across it to go out back because he doesn't want to touch the grass.
0: <laughs> you know, I, um my my mom had a dog like that. Shetland Sheepdog. How? How's a dog turn, afraid of wet, gla- wet grass? How did
1: humans turn a wolf into
0: that? To that <laughs> little bitch-ass furry thing.
1: Someone the other day complimented. I was like, man, that thing looks fake. Looks like a stuffed bear. Yeah, man. He's a cool dog.
0: He's about as tough as one. I walked into a I walked in today. So, uh, when I walked into Derek's house today, he had left the door open for me because I had a hand, handful of stuff to, to bring in. And, uh, Leo, the dog, did not know I was coming in. But he turned around as I'm walking through the door. And this dog, this dog about shit his if he had pants he would have shit his pants he yeah, jumped in like jumped backwards because i startled him so badly and started barking and running and barking but also
1: how cool is that that i could just leave my front door open and he doesn't run away
0: oh no he's a good dog yeah he's a pretty good dog
1: yeah we were talking about that one of uh our friends is trying to get their dog neutered right now and the dog's like 18 months old maybe maybe two I was trying to explain to Lauren. I was like, I am not smart when it comes to dog training, but I think I know what I'm doing. And it's pretty easy. They're pack animals. They have to have an alpha. He's not the alpha. I am the alpha. And when I'm around, he will not mess around. So you'll see, like, he just never left the yard. Look, right now, we live. <laughs> he could have taken off run if he wanted to. He could run away. Go. I just let him out the door. He doesn't.
0: He's a good dog. One of my dogs is kind of (laughs) retarded. And, uh... I, 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 like, it's like she's got... It's almost as if she's got, like, a disciplined kink. Yeah. Because, like, she'll do something bad, and I'll smack her on the butt and yell at her, like, no, you know? And... She just sits there shaking her ass, and, <laughs> and like, I, like as soon as I am done, she's just sit there like shaking her ass, wagging her tail, yeah. and she's just like, <laughs> tough love. And she's just sitting there smiling. I am like, no, you are not supposed to be happy right now. <laughs> like, yeah, stop making this fucking weird. Like, go be sad. And now she's like, no, I, I, I refuse to let you discipline me <laughs> or that. Do or do you she's think? Gonna, do you think
1: you will always have a dog your whole life?
0: i think well i don't know we'll see i don't know if megan uh is going to if megan has anything to say about that probably um which i mean she does so but i i i think that whenever the day comes that the two we have now are no longer around i'd like to go a little bit of time without having one yeah not just, a little, you know, maybe a year of not having to worry about one, not taking care of one. And also, I mean, I love those guys. I love I love my dogs, obviously, right? Yeah. You know, Sergeant yeah. Sergeant Abbey, great dogs, love them to death. And I'll probably, it'll probably take some time before I'm ready to have another one. Yeah, yeah that's um, fair. How old is Sarge? I got him as a pup, I want to say in
1: 2018. Okay, dang. I thought he was older than that.
0: No, he's not quite that old. But and then Ag I guess a, he just acts old. Uh, he well, I mean, he's oddly shaped. <laughs> so
1: well, not well, I, I don't know if that has something to do with it, maybe. But yeah, he's just a mellow dog. No, he's super mellow. Yeah.
0: He's an incredibly good dog. He's not very submissive. I and mean, when I say he's not submissive, like you know, do you know the uh, sub, uh, the trick to test submissiveness in a dog? Where like you, you you sit down, put your legs out, and then you put the dog on their back in between your legs, and if they just lay there they're naturally they're a naturally submissive dog if they don't and they squirm and they fight to get out of it they're not naturally submissive so the idea being if they just lay there they're a little bit easier to train yeah more submissive to you obviously as a and that's the idea behind it sarge is not submissive in that way now he is submissive in other ways like you know, he. I actually feel kind of bad. It makes me wonder if I maybe, when he was a puppy, I, maybe I was a little too hard on him sometimes because, like, he's always got his ears pinned back. Like yeah. a lot of times, a lot of he doesn't always, not always. He, a lot of times, he's his ear, his ears pinned back, like as if he's uh, scared or nervous about something, which I haven't had. I, it's probably been four years since I've ever had to like get mad at him for something. Yeah. Um. So like, it's. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe it's just his personality. So it's 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 almost like he he's always anxious or something as to where the other one, the retard, is sitting there. Just everything's fine. The the golden retriever. But then again, I think that's just a golden. Re- that I might think just be that's golden, a golden retriever. retriever trait. I think yeah. that's just a golden retriever personality. So, um, because with Leo, Skyler
1: was two just learning about life when we got leo and he was a puppy which is a good thing in this case because when it came time to train him being around the family i used to put his food out for him and people think i'm crazy while he was eating i would get on my hands and knees and i would crawl up to his bowl while he was eating and I would take my face and I would push his face out of the way and act like I was eating his food. And I was waiting. I was like, what is he going to do? Bite me in the face? Because I did that because I was not going to have a dog that is... And I've had that dog before. My favorite dog I've ever had was the most possessive of food of any dog you'll ever... I've never seen another dog like this. And I was going to make sure that Leo was not that dog because if Skyler two years old discovering life walks up and wants to pet him while he's eating and he were to bite her. I'm like, no, I'm not having that. So while he was a puppy, I asserted the dominance where I would get in his face. I would bite his ear. I'd push his face out of the way while I was eating his food. I would do all these things. So show him like we, as in the humans have full control of you because I'm not going to have you bite a two year old. Yeah. And since then they've been raised together and off like truthfully, he's now two, she's four. And she still rides him and lays
0: on him and squeezes him, and he loves it. Yeah, when um, yeah, when both of our dogs were puppies, I did the same thing. You know, I would take their food from them, um, yeah. and uh, both had a moment where they like growled a little bit. And I just popped them one good time, and never had an issue with them again. Yeah, and I was like no, I was like, you growl at me, fuck you, and asserted dominance and. Um, you know, and I still do that to, I still, like sometimes I still do that every once in a while just to remind in case they get it in their head that, you know, just to remind. So like one of the things we'll do if I like, if I'm cooking steak, you know, maybe I'm, if I cook like a T-bone or something, when I'm done with my steak or when me and Megan are done with the steaks, we uh, give each of our T-bones to the dogs, let them chew on it a little bit, get the, you know, the extra meat that's on the bone there and they love it. Uh, but after about five minutes, I walk over there and I take them from them, toss them in the trash. Like, all right, that's enough. And it's also like a way of saying, no, no, no. I still control. I'm, I'm still in charge here. So, yeah.
1: so I had a friend who was a handler and he was telling me that one of the things he had to do was break a true alpha. Everyone, I've heard a lot of people say, I have an alpha dog. No, you don't. If you had an alpha dog, you wouldn't be living with that dog. It's an untrainable, untainable dog. Well, being a handler, he had to break an alpha dog. And he was telling me like tips and tricks how you think you have an alpha, but actually you have like a beta alpha. So one of the traits of an alpha is they're smart enough to understand that humans rely on shoes. He said, so some alpha dogs are very possessive of your shoes because they know it's a weak trait for you. So He said they'll like chew on your shoes or they'll hide your shoes. He goes, so that's a very soft, but that's a indicator that they're smart enough, but that's not an alpha dog. So He said he had an alpha dog that he had to break and he had to walk behind this dog and every time it peed, he had to pee over top of this dog's pee because he's showing them, no, 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 because that's an alpha trait. An alpha trait is when that dog pees, he goes, no, this is my territory and they'll go and pee over that pee. Even if they don't have to pee, they'll for something out. So he had a pee over the top of this dog's pee. And Alpha will try to push inside a door before you walk in. And he had to, no, 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 no. I go in this door before you go in that door. Little things like that. Um, but he goes, this was, it wasn't that bad of a process. But he goes, it was definitely a process to show, like, get this dog to be submissive. Um, so he ended up training this dog. And he had it for a while. And... When we were in ALS, they did a show-and-tell day about what does your job do? Tell us about your job. So he brought his dog in. And uh, he had told me stories about the dog's favorite pastime is biting people. And legally, it's allowed to bite people. And uh, how it's trained is it's respond to quick movement. So if you and I were having a discussion and uh, it's my dog, right, and you decide to attack me and you do a fast jerking motion, that dog is trained to immediately bite, immediately grab you. And so he goes, this dog is such an asshole. This is like, I don't know, maybe a week or two of me knowing this individual at this time. And he's telling me, he's like, my dog's such an asshole that what he'll do is he'll put his foot on your foot. And then when you go to pull your foot away, he bites it because he's allowed because it's a fast-jerking motion. And he'll bait you into it. (laughs) <laughs> so this is a Belgian Malinois, big one too. Usually they're pretty small, like forty pounds. This thing yeah. was like sixty-five pounds. It was yeah. a pretty bigger Belgian, big big boy. So he brought the dog in, and uh, he hid drugs behind a portrait on the wall. Like you know how there's all those like stupid motivational, like you know, like teamwork, and it shows them playing tug of rope, whatever, right? So he hid drugs behind the wall, and we all got to sit at these desks in the auditorium there, and he brought his dog in, and the dog walks around up and down. I'm like, man, what if it hits on someone in the class, you know? <laughs> that would be <laughs> <fucking> awkward. <laughs> and finally this dog stops, dead stops, and turns and looks and stares at the wall, and it jumps up on the desk and starts walking across all these people's like backpacks and stuff and goes up to the wall sniffs and sits right there at the wall and so he walks up and removes the picture frame and behind it was the drugs and so uh everyone left the classroom we're all standing around we walk up to it and uh i was talking to him and uh, his name was a uh, uh diesel great freaking name dude <laughs> like, that's a sweet name so i'm standing there talking to him and uh i feels like i felt something i looked down on this dog is standing on my foot and <laughs> staring up at me panting and like, i was move, like bitch yeah and so i said the guy's name i was like hey and he like looked at me he's like um he'll get bored and eventually he will move on to the next or i'm like he's like i don't move it he's will bite you and i was like what do i fucking do bro can't you, can't you grab him yeah he's like no i'm not gonna pull him off he's not doing anything wrong he's standing here you know and I was like, dude, and so we're all standing around, and this dog's just staring at me, just panting. Him. Move, bitch! And I was like, <laughs> do it, pussy. So, I was like,
0: what do I do, man? He's like, no, nah, he's so, he's the, he's the man. But crazy. It, it reminds me of that uh, Joe Dirt scene when he get, when he moves in with the old woman and the dog starts humping him. He's like, ma'am, can I <laughs> please get him off my leg? And she goes, he'll stop. Humping he'll stop when, when, he's, when he's finished. He'll yeah. stop when he's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I forget how good that movie is.
0: I love that. Joe Deer like, Tay. The, dog. the, <laughs> the dog's just looking at you like, bitch, 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 bitch.
1: <laughs> it's just so cool. Just to know the things we do with these dogs now. Like, Sorry if we're talking too much military, but they did some testing. Yeah, like this is, you can find on the internet. Number mm-hmm. one is they'll actually remove their canines and they put titanium canines in. And they do I've that because that. their bite is so strong that they're cracking their own teeth now. So they preemptively remove their canines and put titanium canines in so they don't crack their teeth. Cause further the, pain and injury, and yeah. You know. The other thing is the fact that we get them to jump out of airplanes tethered to their handlers. That's cool, like free fall proper, like yeah, thirteen thousand feet. Yeah. This dog is between your legs, like a rucksack. But the coolest one is they wear cameras now. And they'll put stuff in their ear. And they can watch and give them direction. So they'll send them in first. I have, them. Not, I have not seen that. You can pull it up on the internet. I'm
0: going to have to look for it.
1: Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they wear a little it's camera. Badass. And then they uh, can give them commands and tell them where to turn.
0: We, uh, we, we transport, uh dogs sometimes with it with the handlers and everything and um they're probably hard, cool with you right yeah they're cool around us yeah um uh, i mean some of i mean every once in a while you get one where the handler's like yeah just don't even look at this one <laughs> like don't you know just yeah. kind of steer you clear of this guy but um for the most part i mean hell they'll bring him on and be like i want to pet him and most of the time the handler's like yeah sure pet the damn and like, pet the dog it's fine and i give them soft pats you know <laughs> like yeah. please mm-hmm. don't fuck me up um I love you. <laughs> but, you know, me, you, friends. <laughs> I had the so.
1: greatest relationship with so many different agencies when I was in England. And one of the coolest relationships we had, and it, it didn't get to happen all the time, unfortunately, but we had the canines come out, the different teams. And when our air crew were evading, I w- always was in the mindset of how can we get as much training? from a training event as possible. So that's why, like, when you watch my videos, man, like, I called in everybody, like, hey, get the CV-22s. They need hoist quals. My guys can get hoisted. Bilateral relationship, you know, a symbiotic relationship. They're both getting trained and learning. Uh, ooh, what better way to have air crew freaking evade than have dogs after them? Call the canines. Get the handlers out here. And we I, just built and built. And it got to the point, man, our, uh, our CST back in the day, man, combat survival training, was full up like you would think we're at war, and so one day I called the canines out and I was like, "Hey guys, um, I won't be able to meet and greet you at the road. We're pretty busy today, but park here at this time. You can start your search." I would always send them a like a, excuse me, a a map, and I'd give them boundaries. I'd give them time hacks, and I'd tell them a the number of aircrew, and I give them answers, and I would just be like, "Go." Well, you, a lot of people don't realize there's a difference. There's a bomb dog, a
0: drug dog, yeah. you know. And an attack dog. So, so I actually just learned, not to interrupt you, but these days a lot of dogs uh, know, will know multiple things now. They're trained in yeah. multiple, not just one anymore. They're not one-trick ponies anymore. Yeah.
1: So in my mind, and this was very accurate, is they're not human dogs. They're bomb and drug dogs. However, they're still dogs and they're still curious. So if they would find scent, they would... And go on the, you know, the, uh, the hunt. And so I'm like, even though these aren't human dogs, they're not trained to track humans, they're still dogs. Let's get them out here. And it just adds pressure to the air crew. So one day they're like, Hey, we're bringing a, a new dog out. We, uh, he, we've never brought him out before. And, uh, we'll probably stay off the trail a little bit, but we'll we want him to get out and have some fun. So I'm by myself. I'm on a four wheeler and I turn the corner and I'm in England and I freaking Skrr! Stop! I'm like, what is that? And I thought it was a bear, and I did a double take. This big old freaking black blob, and I'm like, this is a bear. I'm like, I had to like, wait. There's no bears in England. What is this? I'm not making this up. There's something right there. So I get off the four wheeler and I start walking slow toward it. And finally, I look and there's the handlers I'm like, what? What is this? It is a. You should look this up. A giant Schnauzer. That's the official breed. So they have miniature Schnauzers. It is a giant Schnauzer. I'll look it up right now. This dog was probably like 100 to 120 pounds. It was slightly smaller, this one. Slightly smaller than like, I'd say bigger than a German Shepherd it was crazy looking all black yeah i'm looking at it right now it's the only one in the dod it was blessed by president obama and we had it in england and it was freaking cool like it had the weirdest bark like a real raspy bark but you just think like i've my entire life i've seen these miniature schnauzers you know (laughs) and this thing was a giant one I was like, i've never seen one that like looks just like it just big you know yeah and it's just a big dumb dog and they're like yeah it's a i can't tell you it it, it does more than what the average working dog does i was like yeah. that's freaking sweet crazy just like you pretty surprised what we have because usually it's all uh shepherds and belgium's but oh well right yeah Sorry, reading text. <sighs> well, um, let's see what else, man. There's so much that has happened since I've seen you, or no, I've seen you plenty of times, but we just haven't talked since we've actually uh, recorded
0: the conversation.
1: Well, let's see.
0: Hunting season full swing then. I haven't even thought about
1: hunting. I know. I'm a we're cold there. weather hunter.
0: We're getting, we're getting there. It's yeah, now mid October. Um, we are only a couple of weeks away from the prime time. Yeah. You know, that late October, early November, early to mid November. Yeah. The bucks, on that. the bucks are, are, are moving or will be moving. They'll be rearing
1: up ready to go. I mean, maybe I'm just naive to this, but in my mind I was like, man, last year with the mosquitoes, I was not going to do early season. Maybe I should
0: have. I found a uh, workaround for that. Those little uh, thermocell thing, uh, things. I, I literally have one sitting right behind you because yeah. it is w- worked great. It works, yeah. worked fantastic. So thermocell. If you don't have one, get one. No, absolutely. If you're if you if your reason for not early season hunting is the bugs, the mosquitoes, get a thermocell. It is quiet. It is scentless, and it works it it i i didn't have any issues with mine i might have had like one or two mosquitoes that like broke through somehow but i i i was up there i'm i'm in my stand i'm comfortable i didn't have any issues
1: the buck you saw did it have velvet
0: yes
2: that's crazy
1: i think a velvet buck would be cool
0: yeah it'd be cool but i you know yeah, yeah. Oh well, right. What
1: about ducks, geese? Have you been? Out? I
0: haven't been after them yet. Um, actually, Jade is up in. Uh, they just they went up to PA this weekend on a whim, last minute, nice. to go do some ducks duck hunting up in PA, and they're doing very well actually. Uh, they uh, took some uh pictures and videos that I've seen, and they're they're doing well for themselves this weekend on the ducks. But uh, down here, they they went after goose geese a few times. Uh, no no joy on that one. No luck. Um. And, uh, I mean, nobody else has really gotten anything. Nobody's really had success outside of, uh, Chris there on the uh, Facebook page. Yeah. The two for one, uh, shot on the muzzleloader. That's fucking wild. Crazy. I've only known one other person did it and did it with hogs. Shot I've never, one and... I've never, I've never known anybody to do it. So that's good for him getting two for the price of one. That was neat.
1: I know the guy who did the hogs. I know a guy who did another one. I just, Never saw pictures to verify it, but I I trust him. He's a he's a good person, and he did it with cougars. He shot one cougar and he walked up and there's two dead cougars, and it's so rare to even see one let alone two together. And he didn't see a second one. And when he shot the cougar, it was the one behind it. So he called the wildlife and they came out and do investigation, confiscated his firearm, all this stuff, and then uh, they come to find out like no, he's clean. They wind it up like yeah, it's good, and uh, he got to keep it. Yeah that's crazy to think you just shoot one animal and knock two down i know a guy on uh through it's kind of weird my daughter joined girl scouts here i became kind of friends with this guy for a little bit
0: and then oh, she did time, time, time out time out why have i not been getting cookies because she,
1: she quit. <laughs> oh. she, I don't blame her. It was kind of lame. Oh, but anyway, right. so one of the dads there, and I ended up following him on Facebook. He's here. I, he, I think he's a contractor maybe on Dover. He just shot the biggest body elk I think I've ever seen. There's a... Uh, I need to show you a picture of it. It's, I think it was a high fence hunt.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I'm pretty sure it was. But uh, still, the biggest bodied elk I think I almost I've ever seen
0: are our hmm, private land kills eligible for state records Lauren asked that too and I'm like
1: you know I don't I think they're their own category. Because, because
0: I know private land or private ponds are not eligible yeah. for like fish no. not no. eligible
1: they can't hold state records
0: but private land so I, I guess because my argument is, if you don't have a fence around your property, yeah. Yeah. They should count. But if you have a fence, no. then no. Because you can feed that thing some crazy things. Yes, you can.
1: Dang man, you just made me realize I haven't seen you since I caught my pickerel.
0: Yeah, so what's the uh, latest on that? You you got you're getting it mounted, right?
1: I was going to and they want a thousand bucks for it. And I was like, I man, thought you did it. No. The guy up that had in New Jersey to do it backed out because he couldn't get the exact measurements. And I was like, well, I'm not going to cheat and go bigger. And I don't want it to be two and a half inches smaller, Like, which that's just such a petty thing in my mind, but whatever. No, it's and I not. found another guy who he can do it, but he wants $1,005 for it. And so I found another company I'm trying to reach out to. but.
0: 1005 five.
1: Yeah. 1005 Yeah. <laughs> okay. He wants $1,005 bucks to freaking mount a fish.
0: I'm so just, for everyone else I'm, I'm just laugh, laughing at the 1005 dollars
1: 1005 is that better
0: uh, no, I'm it's the 5 bar <laughs> I'm laughing at
2: <laughs> I know yeah oh, I thought it was smart ass
1: <laughs> yeah uh so I went bass fishing with one of my neighbors and we were having a pretty shit day and I casted it at a little I guess you can call it an island Something the guy said, Hey, I used to catch a really nice bass off of that island right there. <laughs> so uh sure enough, I cast oh. it right there.
0: Oh okay. I know what I know what you're talking about. They're a killings, right?
1: Just gave it away, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh I watched my line, something hit it pretty hard and then just nothing. There's no fight, nothing, but I just watched my line swim out, so I set the hook like a freaking maniac because i had only got one bite throughout the whole day i have never caught a chain pickerel since living in delaware's ever but especially delaware and uh it was about a 10 minute fight brought it in and uh i was one pound seven ounces from breaking the state record <laughs> i I've was two some, inches shy of it
0: i've caught some big pickerel here and a fair amount of them uh, a lot of times during bass tournaments when I don't want to fucking catch them.
1: I want to learn how to target them because it was pretty
0: fun. Uh, I think they, I mean, it's, I mean, just okay, says spinners. Easy, easy answer for me. I mean, fishing like you fish bass yeah. because every time I've caught a pickerel, I'm fishing for bass.
1: That's what's funny because I do a lot of bass fishing. Well, and I've never caught one
0: where you're bass fishing.
1: That's true. There's from my understanding. There's no pickerel in silver.
0: I've never caught one in Silver Lake.
1: Yeah, there's none in Silver.
0: So, and you, that's what I you talked do to most. a
1: guy. Bro, sorry. I talked to a guy on my boat the other day in Silver. Just passing by him, just waving, hey, how's it going? Next thing you know, we we're like nose to nose on our boats talking. He caught an 18 pound striped bass in Silver. He said, what people do is they'll catch them there in the little canal and they'll dump them over the, the dam there. And he said he was fishing and he thought I got caught on like a log and he just started reeling it in. And it was an eighteen pound striped bass. And I was like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, right, right there." And he pointed. He's like, "Right there." I am like, "No way!" And he pulled up it up on his phone, showed me. He's like, "Boom!" And there it is. Like eighteen pound striped in silver.
0: Did he release it?
1: <laughs> I am gonna assume he did.
0: Yeah, probably. Well, that's like when my grandpa. So he caught a. Do you do you know where Lake George is? In Florida.
1: Central Florida.
0: It's in Central Florida. Do you know any idea where Seville, Florida, is?
1: That's north of where I'm at. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. So Lake George. So he's on Lake George. Lake George is basically. It's part of the St. Johns River. Yeah, yeah. Um. And uh. So it's
2: dude. That
1: might be right near my dad's house yeah i think so, so that lake is off of the saint john's like it, it should be a part of the river right it,
0: it's, it's technically it's part, is
1: part yeah. of the river it's but they call it a lake
0: it's, yes they call it a lake yeah yeah so, that's right near my dad's house bro so uh that's where i that's where i learned how to bass fish well um my uh grandpa one weekend um this was like a weekend after we had. Uh, i i was there so I don't remember why I didn't go visit him this weekend because yeah, bro,
1: my dad lives in Astor. Yeah, I know Astor. Yeah. My dad lives in Astor now.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, we, uh, so like the weekend before this happened, I, we had a good weekend of bass fishing and I, have said before how like every weekend of the summer, almost I was over at his house and we would go, we were bass fishing together all weekend. Um, well, this weekend for whatever reason I wasn't there. I don't remember why. I, I I wasn't visiting them, and he was bass fishing by himself, having a bad day, not catching anything. And uh, he 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 grabbed my fishing rod with the lure with the spinner that I had on it, and because he'd been seeing just these big swirls just going around um, where he was, and he just he couldn't figure out why he wasn't getting hit. So he grabs mine, tosses it out, and sure enough, bam, gets smacked. And pull and drag, pull and drag, pull and drag, like in a straight line. He thinks he has a gator. Um, and he, was, he he grabs his knife to go cut the line because he's not fucking with a gator. And then he sees it, and it turns. And it starts acting like a fish. He's like, oh, hold on here. I have something here. So, you know, he, he fights it, fights it, fights it, pull it. And then after a while, he finally gets it in. He caught a creval Jack.
1: That's crazy and brackish.
0: Yeah, he caught a jackerville right there, and yeah. and he he got it mounted because um, cool. of how like how how fucking rare is that to catch one where he was fishing? Yeah. So it's not it's not because it was the biggest one ever, but it's the fact that he caught it where he caught it. So he got it mounted. That's I mean,
1: yeah. Actually, it's funny you say that. I think the biggest alligator I've ever seen in my life
0: was right there. Dude, so uh, um, growing I've up, I've seen some um, big gators, and this well, one yes. was big. Yeah, so growing up, uh, they used to pull 12, 13 footers out of the canal. He lived on, so um, it, he lives on the canal that is connected to the lake. South side of it, I have to look at the map. Yeah, Did uh, you, I think I think I, I lived right near my dad. Yeah, so um, he so he lives on that canal and just just out of that canal they would pull 12 foot gators out of it and i, I watched them do it one time it just and, and that was back when they didn't have a whole bunch of flood walls along the banks yeah. like the bank w- went right to the water yeah um now these days doesn't matter they, man that gator would jump up that wall well yeah well now these days <sighs> the bank is covered and flood walls not like you said like yeah. it would matter because at, at where that flood wall is two three feet so like if you wanted to he's getting up he's getting up that damn wall yeah. but you know, it, a little safer, right?
1: You see a little they, safer. They just found that 13-foot gator with a woman in its mouth?
0: I heard about that.
1: Sad. Apparently she was uh, pretty high and decided to go for a swim. Sad 13-foot alligator, and a guy was walking by at like 2 in the morning leaving the bar, just so happened to look in the water and thought it was a mannequin, and the gator was eating a mannequin and then the fire department across the street and he walks over and goes hey there's a gator here the person in his mouth killed the gator and sure enough found it out man
2: yeah
1: people are nuts man and i keep having to remind myself i just told my dad this story like i used to wakeboard
0: i will not swim so i i will not swim in a freshwater lake in florida Unless, unless it's the springs.
1: We used to even then the Gators are in the springs. Well, I've never. I used to run (laughs) and jump off of docks and swim in all the lakes. We used to go tubing, wake surfing. My brother used to slingshot me into like the lily pads and the reeds, knock me off the wakeboard, and I'm floating in the lily pads.
0: And now, bro, like you couldn't pay me all the money in the world. Hell no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't swim in the fresh water in Florida. If I'm swimming in water, it's in the fucking ocean, which I mean is even hilarious. Which I mean is just, which, I mean, obviously sharks there and everything, right? But hilarious. I don't know. I, I feel like my, I feel like uh, my chances of getting bitten by a shark are a lot lower. I'm sorry. Know. I'm sorry. Not bitten, no. eaten. Killed by a, My chances of getting killed by a shark are lower than getting killed by... A gator sharks, man. If a gator latches onto you, you're done. If, 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 if a 10, 11, 12-foot gator gets a hold of you, hell, maybe even 8 or 9 feet gator gets a hold of you, you're fucked.
1: Did you see the video of that guy in Egypt swimming? He was like 80 meters from shore. And a tiger shark grabs him, and it's all on video. you not see it that video. No, it don't watch it, man. It's so sad. I thought it was fake at first. I'm like, come on. And then you see it from multiple angles, it. and of course, like there's really like the amount of death that's on Instagram nowadays. It's so. Sad. He was a Russian tourist, and he was just going for a swim in the morning to exercise. He's like 80 meters swimming parallel to shore and this freaking tiger grabs him and these people are standing on this dock in a jetty the a boat even tries to show up to like help him because a boat was nearby but it was too late at that point and it's just throwing this guy around he's screaming and, oh, dude it's like
0: eating alive man is one of the worst is one of the worst ways to
1: go here we go everyone <laughs> yeah we're just having this conversation in my office too man like yeah when I was like, man, to be honest, yeah, I think I just want to drown.
0: Yeah, you think drowning would be better. I mean, not better. You think drowning is, like, your preferred way to go. Well, no, not
1: preferred, but I said if I had to go anyway, it's that's out of my control, uh, yeah, like, I think drowning would just, like, kind of like getting choked out.
0: Well, I mean, I would say most ways of dying is out of your control, unless it's self-inflicted
1: yes and no obesity that's in your control diabetes that's probably in your control um alcoholism that's in your control drugs that's in your control suicide that's in your control right like yeah yeah. but then like you go down the road of everything else but when we were talking like what would how would you want to do
0: it and it's like fucking sniper to the head man (laughs) just (laughs) quit don't even know what happened
1: to see that video of that shark, to be in Costa Rica and see those saltwater crocs, to be in the woods and see bears—I could not get eaten alive, man. Well, obviously I could, right? Yeah, I surf freaking every week. Physically now. can, yeah, but dude,
0: well, I mean, how there's been one, uh, there's been one registered shark attack in Delaware ever. <laughs>
1: So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance.
0: Well, uh, this summer, somebody caught a tiger shark off the beach down here.
1: Sand tigers?
0: No, an actual tiger.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that one, too. Yeah, I no. thought you were talking about bowers. They just caught that one. It was like no, sand, sand, so long.
0: no, sand tigers. Uh, not, catch those all the time. Uh, no, uh, an actual tiger shark was caught off the beach here in Delaware.
1: They're here. Have you ever seen that picture of the um, killer whale in Indian River Inlet? It looks so real. And it's not.
0: I don't think I've seen it, no.
1: It's a great photo. Just go, If you just Google Delaware Indian River Inlet, it's one of the first photos that pops up. And you see a killer whale and orca jumping out of the water underneath the inlet bridge there. And it looks so real. And the first time I saw it, I'm like, I believe it. Like, but I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense i was talking to the coast guard there and they're like no, bro that's not real someone photoshop that i was like dude it looks so good too
0: they did a damn good job
1: but then you see people like in like
0: uh
1: seattle everett the puget sound and it's like they're just sitting on their docks and they have freaking orcas in their backyard but the puget sound is different than delaware but then like i don't know man I don't know. I just think drowning would be like being choked. Not much you can do. You can't breathe and you go to sleep.
0: Versus the, the panic of drowning. The panic of a grizzly bear eating you. I didn't say I'd rather be eaten alive. <laughs> I mean, if you're giving me the option between those two, yeah, I'll take drowning.
1: What about the panic of like a truck falling on you off of like a lift? That would suck.
0: I mean, it would last for like two seconds. No, 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 no. Like,
1: your waist. <laughs> you know, you gotta just lay there, like, uh. Well, I mean, now
0: you're being really specific, I guess, but.
1: Yeah, actual crushed, that would suck. I, mean, I don't know. The easiest way to go would be like those people in the sub.
0: Yeah. R.I.P.
1: Less than one millionth of a second. Trying
0: to go see the Titanic and then. Literally, it's, it was not it wouldn't have even been physically possible for them to know what happened to him, to feel anything.
1: Actually, the I I went down this rabbit hole recently. They knew something was wrong. Apparently, they lost their buoyancy system, so they were plummeting. That's why it imploded because the system was designed for a slow descent to acclimate, if you will, not a sudden. Pressure and, they and
0: loss sinking rapidly. So
1: they lost their buoyancy control system. And when I say lost, it actually jettisoned from the submarine. So the submarine went into a straight torpedo dive down. So they were descending very fast, rapidly to the bottom. And then, uh, so I... How how long, I wonder. Yeah. How long did they know? Damn. Like, what what's happening? What's happening? And they're in a free fall to 14,000 feet.
0: We're we're about to die.
1: Yeah. So when you hear that, like, bro, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah,
0: like plane crashes would have sucked. You know what's
1: really sad about that? The one billionaire had his son with him, right? He didn't want to go. His son was so innocent that he took in a Rubik's Cube with him because he was going to set the Guinness Book of World Records record for the lowest depth to solve in a Rubik's Cube. Sad, dude. Sad. He didn't want to go, but he thought make the best of it.
0: Well, that's a bummer. (laughs) I did not not know that.
1: But my question is, like, but did he solve
2: it? (laughs) Like,
1: did (laughs) did it work? Did did he at least get like eight thousand feet on the the way down? I don't know, man. Really. I gotta hurry! <laughs> uh,
0: somebody record it! Record it!
1: I did the math on it. Yeah. I forgot how much. I, I have it all written down somewhere, but it's like at that depth, it's over 6,000 pounds per square inch. An average male body is like 351 square inches or something like that. If I, I should think I should know this, but anyway. It was
0: instantaneous. Like, yeah. They got smushed. Bad. Yeah. It would I mean. just... Well, because uh, when it imploded it actually with the implosion, there's a massive amount of heat. So, like when it when it when it uh, crumpled, uh, they actually would have, like, the remains would have been turned into jelly, is what I was what I read on the internet. And we, I mean, I'm, but something I was reading was saying that they would have turned into jelly and like squeezed out from the seams.
1: Then you get bit by a taipan, and you bleed from every single hole in your body until you die. <laughs> Why do we always talk about this shit, man?
2: <laughs> it's not
0: cannibalism, but we it's fucking say, close.
1: I will say, for everyone that can't see me, I am wearing a black onesie with glow-in-the-dark bones on it. So it makes Hall- sense, I guess, while we're...
0: Halloween pajamas.
1: Makes sense while we're talking about it. Death one more time, right?
0: It is Halloween. Or it's it's that time of year.
1: Today was a full solar eclipse. Didn't see that because it rained here. Uh, It was super cloudy and just very English weather. Today reminded me of England. Yesterday was Friday the 13th. Nothing happened. Everyone kept saying because of what's happening in the world right now. There's going to be all this protest. And uh, I saw freaking Marcus Luttrell was...
0: They even, like, called for a day of jihad.
1: Yeah. Marcus Luttrell was walking around in Texas, apparently, and there's videos of him, like, where's everyone at? Come on. I thought you guys were going to pull some jihad, you know? A bunch of us second members out here waiting for you. I was like, dude, you're just asking for it. Don't do that. What a crazy time to be alive, but you know what? That's a story for another night.
0: Yeah. Do you ever find yourself... Like going down the rabbit hole of if I was a dirtbag, how would I do it? Like pick your crime, pick your thing, right? If I would if I, if I wanted to get away with robbing a bank, how would I do that? If I wanted to get away with murder, how would I do that? Do you ever find yourself doing that, or is that just me?
1: Yes and no. Yes, obviously, because it's fun uh, thought exercise on that. Especially like the whole bank robbing one. I've thought about that one before. Because it's like, what's the most effective? Like, you're not going to just take the whole vault, right? Can I just get in and out in 60 seconds? But what, you're going to get like a 1000 bucks cash. Like, So it's the thrill
0: of it, really, I guess. Is there, is, yeah, is the bang really worth the buck? Or is the thing you're after the thrill?
1: Yeah. Do you know
0: what the um,
1: blotter, distro, what is that called? Docket. That's what it's called. Do you know what the docket is? the Air Force docket is a website you go on and you can see every single base and the actual charges that have been uh, formally levied.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it
1: lays it all out. Trust me, we went on it recently. It blows my mind. How many master sergeants get arrested for shoplifting on base? (laughs) shoplifting at the bx it's not just one i went down a long road. let me try this base and it goes back we were going all the way back to like the 90s let's look at these crimes that yeah. and everyone i sorry spoiler alert and i might be overstepping my bounds on this one everyone thinks that you're in the military we're high society like we should be the you know the cream of the crop, blah, blah, blah. And I had to make a joke the other day. I'm like, you know, when Justin Bieber got in trouble, they're threatening him either jail or he had to join the military. <laughs> so when you look at the docket and you're like,
0: I'm not surprised anymore, man. look so everywhere you go, there's going to be dirt bags and we're, we're no exception. We're going to, we have dirt bags. We just, yeah. we do.
1: Yeah. It's, So, when you asked that question, I was like, I could see why people would want to shoplift. Because, you know, what's a hoodie? What's a, a, you know, mascara? Fucking birthday card. I don't know. You could pay the $7 for the birthday card, or
0: I could just walk out with it.
1: I could put it in my cargo pocket. Just walk out. It's not
0: murder, (laughs) you know? It's not grand theft. What's the what's what's the extent that you've thought of like? So obviously you've thought about robbing a bank. Yeah. Have you thought about how to get away with murder? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. General Mattis. Be kind to everyone. Have a plan to kill them all.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're adding the caveat and how to get away with it. Well, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. I'm
1: not too smart with like technology, but I thought like. What about hacking?
0: No, oh, I can't hack.
1: No, either I'm dumb as shit. I don't even know how to turn on my computer right now. <laughs> it,
0: I, I mean, it it takes like it takes us like sometimes an hour to get this damn podcast to start recording. <laughs> Bro, they
1: do a contest every year in Las Vegas, and it's called I think it's called Firewall, and they see how fast can these people break through a firewall. Two years ago. It was right when COVID, like, was being lifted. The individual who won was nine years old. And she could break through the hardest-known firewalls that we had. And it was something uh, astronomical, bro. It was in, like, 14 minutes or something like that. So the toughest freaking stuff that we would openly present to this p- these people, a nine-year-old could break through the firewall. She's the one that won.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's obviously a genius, but.
1: Then I look at like my three-year-old knows how to use my iPhone. Today I told her, call mommy, and she was watching Disney on my phone while I was driving. And She got out of it and called freaking Lauren while I was driving. She knew how to go to the the phone setting and handed it to me, and I just clicked Lauren. Yeah. But it's like, what about hacking? Can I shut down a grid system? Well, no, I'm not smart enough to do that, but what would be your crime? Yeah, can't do that. Would you steal from, like, uh, the Smithsonian?
0: I don't think I could be Nick Cage.
1: Take the Hope Diamond?
0: I don't think I could get away with that one. If you
1: could steal one thing, what would you steal?
0: The Mona Lisa? The Crown Jewels? Things that, like, we know where they're at right now? Just anything. Uh, If I could fucking find it, holy grail. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know, that one might get me to hell though so. He chose
1: poorly. poorly
0: Yeah, I don't know, that one might take me to hell So I might pass on that uh-huh. I,
1: That's when you say that I was going to say uh, the, the crown of thorns Apparently some of those was in the uh, Notre Dame What? Yeah, when it caught fire that Someone ran in and saved a part of it They have a portion of the crown of thorns how do they know? I know I see all these uh, TikToks or whatever there are uh, Instagram ones. The other day, this they were in some church, St. John's Church, at the Vatican, and they had a sliver of the uh, cross, supposedly, and big wooden sliver.
0: That's the thing, man. How do you prove that?
1: How do you prove? It? Are you gotta have faith.
0: Which is, I guess, the the basis of that entire deal, so.
1: I mean, my friend went to the Holy Lands on TDY. He did a, a troop exchange, and he spent like six weeks over there, and he apparently went to a church and saw the hole in the ground where the cross was. There's this whole altar built around it and everything, and that is the hole in the ground where the cross was. He's like, yeah, I saw it. Crazy thing, like, Jesus fucking died right here, you know? Like, this was where the cross was. Crazy, but I don't know. I don't. And now we're getting down another rabbit hole. Maybe we talk about tonight or not. But
0: Uh, I don't. We can avoid this rabbit hole.
1: But it's a fun one. Yeah. If we're wrong, if we're right. (laughs) uh, I think Max
0: said it was pretty funny. Like if if Homie comes just just comes popping out of the sky. We're like ah.
1: What if this does happen right now? And all of a sudden we look outside and there he is. And we went
0: ah. (laughs)
2: No. <laughs> they were right <laughs>
0: Well I'm fucked <laughs> I guess you, just, you, I, have you Have you heard the Have you heard the joke Or the uh, The story of how uh, The uh, During the rapture The men Are taken first Because I guess In the bible It says uh, and I, I'm Quoting something here I'm quoting a video I haven't read this Uh, but apparently it supposedly says that after the rapture there will be silence for 30 minutes because they take the men first then the women and children
1: wah 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 that wasn't a great one but I laughed I giggled it was
0: it was stupid it made me laugh
1: how crazy is it our society not even a hundred years ago was women and children first yep and nowadays uh uh nope I always mess this word up. I know the word, everyone, if you're listening. I know the word. I just always say it wrong. Chivalry. 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 Yeah, see, I still is it dead? I'm still a gentleman. I still hold the door for my wife, and I hold her hand, and I always walk on the outside I carried toward Megan the road.
0: Over, I carried Megan over puddles today because she was wearing Crocs. Uh, and she, I don't see it is dead. I ain't carrying no one when they're wearing Crocs. <laughs> you can uh, well, <laughs> You wore them. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, maybe I shouldn't have because I did tell her uh, and I, before we left. I was like, hey, babe, you might want to change your shoes. And she's like, why? We have I'm
1: iPhones. Like, check the weather.
0: What, 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 yeah, we all, we didn't even need to check the iPhones. All we had to do is fucking look out the window. Look up. <laughs> it was pouring rain. And I go, Megan. You you should change your shoes. And she goes, why? I said, it's raining and you're wearing Crocs. She goes, so? I said, well, they're not exactly waterproof. And she's like, I'll be fine. So we get to the parking lot and fucking big ass puddle, deep puddle, puddles all over the place. And she's like, how am I going to get there? <laughs> I'll fucking carry you. Come here. Have you seen the
1: movie Idiocracy?
0: no i know wait, uh, what's that guy's name I, terry cruz is the president he is yeah i know i know what movie you're talking about but i haven't watched it
1: wilson is in it Not. Uh, what's his name oh my god sean wilson it's Owen wilson's brother sean wilson anyway um, i never realized they him. were related yeah, bro. They look the exact same.
0: I, I mean, now that you're saying it, yeah, absolutely. Well, like, how the fuck did I not realize that sooner?
1: Yeah, they even have the same mannerisms.
0: No, yeah, they do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his, his name's Sean Wilson. One of them has dark yeah. hair. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I just listened to this interview with the guy who made that movie in uh, when he was making it. He designed everything, and he said, "I want them all to like have this." dumb like footwear something that's so like universal but just dumb that won't be a thing in the future like we they're just i don't know let's design something and someone came forward and said hey there's something out right now he goes well what is it they ended up using it it's crocs crocs yeah (laughs) crocs had just come out when they came up with the idea of idiocracy And then he said, these will never catch. this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And in the movie, everyone wears Crocs.
0: They're fantastic fishing shoes.
1: I have never worn a pair ever in my life.
0: They're actually pretty comfortable. So the whole reason, I I had, you have to break them in, right? I didn't have to. So the whole reason. Everyone says
1: they like have to form to your feet, break them in. Because every time I wear them, like these are not comfortable.
0: No, my, I mean, I didn't have to. Yeah. So the whole, I, I, I was in your, in your boat. I had never worn them until about two years ago, so I was uh, back home in Ohio, and I, I I never I've never creek fished before, and um, it's something I wanted to do. I've never I had never caught a smallmouth bass before, and where I'm from in southern Ohio, lots of smallmouth bass, especially in the creeks and everything. Well, I wanted to go do that, so uh, I went the first day. And realized uh, there's not a whole lot of places for me to effectively fish from the bank. So I realized if I want to creek fish, I got to get in there. So um, I tried to do that with my boots. Didn't work. Because I just, I mean, it got deep and water went in the boots anyway. Tried to do it barefoot. That didn't fucking work. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm done today. I'm going to go find some water shoes or something. And I'll come back tomorrow. So, I went to uh, the outdoor store there we have, and uh, I'm looking for water shoes. And Megan actually had the idea, I was like, well, why don't you get a pair of Crocs? And I'm like, Crocs? I'm not going to get a fucking pair of Crocs. Like, I'm not going to get a fucking pair of Crocs. Are you kidding me? Leave me alone with that. Like, no way. I'm not dumb. <laughs> right? So, and she's like, like, seriously, just try them and i i don't know i don't know how she convinced me but i went and i bought a pair of camo crocs and i wore them fishing
1: i almost bought an american flag pair one time
0: and i i still wear them to this day like i now I, they're my, they're my walking around the house shoes now Yeah, like they're they're my fishing shoes and my walking around the house shoes or sometimes i just need to throw like i just need to slip some shoes on to go to run to the store real quick i'll wear them then i love them now
1: I was in the same situation where I needed something because we were going camping. It was 4th of July weekend. And I found a pair that was the American flag. And I was like, I should just get those just because we're
0: America. Fuck
2: yeah.
1: And I said, fuck no. (laughs) Because I was like, I'm not buying those stupid things. And now my daughters wear them. Now they have what what are those things called? Giblets or whatever.
0: Your daughters have... What?
1: You put like freaking like rhinestones and like
0: you can put you decorate them now the holes on them
2: oh
0: yeah i know what you're talking about i don't know what they're called they're they called have giblets? holes something Cause, like that because to me giblets mean something else <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't i think it's called giblets man they're i don't uh, anyway that's what i knew that's what I. That's all that. the holes and crocs are now filled with stupid What do you want to identify with? I want to identify with like Harry Potter. are all Disney. Bailey's newest ones are all Harry Potter, right? It's all like you can decorate your shoes. It's like, and they're expensive. Every single one of those little things are like eight bucks each.
0: On that million dollar idea, man. Take a slight right turn here, kind of like with the brand recognition thing. It's kind of crazy. So, like I, I mentioned earlier, that I bought a new, you know, bought a new bow, and I, I had I had no brand bias, I had no brand loyalty or anything because I'd never bought one. But like reading online, the fight between Hoyt and Matthews people—it's insane. The, the 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 uh, it's the, insane. It's like, it's like Ford and Chevy. It's a cult. It is because so it is like they identify with their brand and it's like i mean how it's like nike under armor or nike and adidas it's like ford and chevy it's like i mean so i mean
1: democrats and
0: republicans Democrat, yeah i mean it east coast on you, west coast yeah depending on how far yeah. you want to go with it yeah. people identify find ways to identify themselves with anything they can whether it's whether it's I'm a Matthews guy or I'm a like you said Republican Democrat or I'm East Coast West Coast I what, what it is is, it is
1: you feel like you're a part of something right you feel and like you're for part me of a it's group. funny because I've my last two bows have been Matthews and I've told everyone like I don't own a single Matthews hat shirt. I don't even have a sticker nothing I could care. as he's wearing the hoodie i just noticed i'd never read your hoodie earlier yeah so but for me it's like i don't have any of that stuff because in my mind i'm like bro i love my bow it's fun um i could go to the hoyt right now i i shoot i use i buy what works best for me man
0: well so that's where i was so, when I showed up to... I went to a place called Hunter's Haven there in Harrington, Delaware. Uh, a guy named Joe. Super good dude. Uh, incredibly knowledgeable. He's got a... Uh, he's got some sort of archery degree from Hoyt.
2: Hmm.
0: I, don't, I, don't, I don't... Apparently, they've got a thing. So, um, you know, walk in. He's wearing Hoyt gear all over the... He, he's wearing nothing but Hoyt, you know Hoyt gear. You know, Hoyt polo hat. Um... But he was very much a, listen, and I, I walked in saying like, look, I don't have a brand bias. I, I have no brand bias right now. I don't know what I, I don't know what I like yet. I've never, yeah. fought, I've never shot one of these. So he's like, well, the best way for you to do it is you shoot both of them and figure out what you like. I ended up liking the Matthews. So I stuck with that. So like, I, 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 did a good number of shots with both, and ultimately like the draw and the just the overall feel and smoothness of the Matthews, and um, decided to go with that. And I figured out what the hell I could buy a hoodie while I'm there too. So just because, like, rep the Matthews brand a little. What
1: up. uh, what Matthews did you get?
0: I have it pulled up. I think. It, hold on, let me grab it real quick.
1: I'm not a bow hoarder so I don't buy the newest one every other year when they come out.
0: I think it's called the Phase 4 29. Yeah. This one here, I'll slide it over to you. Or, uh, I'll just toss it to you. Hey, can you catch it? No, no, no. I, no. I'll look at it later. Yeah, I just didn't
1: know okay. if I knew the – it's been so long since I looked at them. It, 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 this Phase is apparently – This is the 2023
0: – This is their 2023 deal, or their 2023 yeah. thing, So or one of them Model. anyway. Uh, yeah, one of their twenty twenty three models. So the, I, as of now, I got one of the I got the one of the newest, hottest things in the market. Which whatever, I'm more worried about how effective it was, and it's, it seems to be very effective. Um, but yeah, just the brand bias, it's just like the the brand recognition that people will, will attach themselves to. Well, for instance, I'll use college football as, as an example. In the state of Ohio, do you have like there is a. Re- ridiculous amount of loyalty to ohio state the college in columbus yeah. even though they did not go to college there they did not go to school there
1: isn't that crazy you have someone that didn't even go to school there that's a die-hard fan we'll get it tattooed on him
0: my, my dad has an ohio state tattoo on his leg i'm i did not go to oh i did not go to ohio oh. state but I am a—I mean, I got this from my dad, and I'm diehard Ohio State fan. My younger brother Casey—he did go to Ohio State. He actually just graduated this past year. You know, again, congrats, Casey. He's in med school right now at Marshall, uh, doing very well. But um, a in big reason—West Virginia, yeah. Huntington, West Virginia. It's on the border of Ohio and uh, West Virginia.
1: Okay, I'm thinking of a different Marshall.
0: Is there more than one Marshall?
1: Isn't it Marshall, Kentucky, the one where the football team all died?
0: No, that's Huntington, West Virginia. That's Marshall. Is it? Yeah.
1: For some reason, I thought yeah. it was in Kentucky. I don't know. Dang, I didn't know that. know that. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I don't think it's too far from Kentucky either. Um, yeah. But. Um, Did you see that movie? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. More on that here in a sec. But uh, yeah. what was I saying? Sorry. Uh yeah, in loyalty. Yeah, brand, brand like like yeah. for college football or your sports teams, I mean, it's just, you know, you get some psychotic people with it. Yeah. And I'm I w- I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not psychotic about the Buckeyes sometimes. I get borderline that way. Um, but
1: think about being a goalie bad. in one of these countries, especially like South America. That but, you um, let a, a ball go and you lost the game and they kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like they lynch you, they oust you.
0: Yeah, because you lost the game. I mean, people get death threats all the death time, in, in in the U.S., I mean, yeah. Uh but never that far.
1: Um, I just laugh at all. I am. I laugh at everything. So like I said, I go what works with me. Like you said, Ford and Chevy. Those aren't even in my wheelhouse right now. I'm thinking about getting a new truck, right? And it's like, actually, I'm looking at a Ram right now. But then my brother kind of talked me out of it. He's like, bro, the death wobbles are bad. So I'm looking at a GMC. Get a new Denali. Independent suspension. Yeah. Allison transmission. Duramax. Hell yeah. But are Ford all the way. I'll always get a Ford Power Stroke, brother. It's like, man, I don't care at all about that. What works? Yeah, it's uh, what's the best it, bang for my buck.
0: It's kind of nice going. It was. It was nice going into something not having any sort of brand loyalty to it. Going into it, like uh, the world is my oyster right now. Yeah. I'm gonna figure out what I like. What works. i want to figure out what works the best for me.
1: Well, did you have any bias going into it? Like, be honest. Obviously, I'd say Matthew and Hoyt. You weren't even thinking about Bear or anything else, right? So Matthew or Hoyt.
0: You, know, you I, go to it I shot thinking. With, uh, I shot what they had with the with the hat. They right. had they had as far as like higher end bows, they had Matthews and Hoyt.
2: But did you go into
1: already thinking those two names in your mind of like, man, I see more people so wearing Matthews hats and
0: uh I I the only reason in a way, yes. So not, not but not because I see people wearing the Matthews hats and the Hoyt hat the Hoyt's hat. Like I I had researched the topic, like who makes the best bows? Basically, yeah. And the three names or the three brand names that I was getting were Matthews, Hoyt, Bear. And I think there's one other that I'm missing. Uh, DPS. I don't think it was them. I don't remember. But I don't remember the other one. But um, everything I was reading was as far as like like Bear makes a good entry Diamond. on bow that it might have been Diamond. Yeah. but it was like bear makes a good entry level bow. That's maybe not like super expensive, but like, as far as like the best bows in the market, you're everything I was reading was telling me I'm not doing better than a uh, bear or hoyt. So in a way, yes, I went into it like expecting a bear or I'm not bear or hoyt, uh, Matthews or Hoyt. So in a way I went into it expecting that. Yes. But it wasn't like a, because, Oh, I see these two groups all the time. Like, Oh, I see Ford and Chevy all the time. Or, oh, I see people wearing a Hoyt stuff or Matthews stuff all the time. It was, it was not, it had nothing to do with that. It was just through research and figuring out that, okay, no, these two brands do seem like they are truly the best based of yeah. everything I'm reading. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go explore these options. And then I went to that store and Botech, tech, That's what it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, they actually had a legit Chris Kyle back in the day, uh, Chris Kyle edition, and it was all American flag, you know, and it was pretty uh-huh. sweet. That is pretty
0: sweet.
1: I almost bought a Botek because of just that, and I was like, no, that's stupid. Why would I do that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like Branding. you said, what works best? What works best for you?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like I was saying, it was super refreshing going into that, not having a brand bias, letting myself figure out what I liked and everything. It was, it was a good time. And it's
1: also refreshing to hear the story and to know that you walked in and the guy just had Hoyt vomit all over him and he still sold you a Matthews. Yeah. Sort of show that like he cared about you, the customer, and your satisfaction.
0: Obviously, we do not have enough, you know, and there are not enough people that listen to us for us to get sponsors or anything. So, like, but like, if there's anybody in the Delaware area that does listen to this and they want to get into this kind of thing, 100% Hunter's Haven, Harrington, Delaware. Dude what? dude is super nice. Joe, he's an older guy. Incredibly knowledgeable because I, I don't know the, I don't know a whole, really anything about uh, hunting with a compound bow. I, he, like, sat there with me for an hour, two hours just talking to me giving me tips like this is what this is for this is why you need this this is why you would want to do this this is the benefit between mechanical and broadhead this is why um because i like for instance i was uh while i was getting my bow i was just you know browsing broadheads i was looking at the mechanicals and i noticed that there were three different types of the same brand of mechanicals that all had different cutting diameters. And in my head, I'm thinking, why in the hell would anybody want a smaller diameter cut? Like, because they had 3-inch, 2.6-inch, like 2.4-inch. I'm like, why in the hell would anybody want less than a 3-inch cut? And I asked him that. I'm like, wh- I'm like, I'm assuming I'm missing something here or there's something I don't know here. And he's like, well, the reason for that is if, like, your bow, like, so my bow's set to 60 pounds right now. It's a 60-pound draw. So it's gonna, it's got some oomph to it when you when when I finally fire it. But if you have a lighter pound draw and it's maybe not shooting so fast, you don't want the three. You might not necessarily want that three inch diameter because when it makes impact, it's going to lose energy quicker and it's not like going to penetrate area. as deep. Yeah. It, it's not. It might, it might not penetrate as deep. It might not penetrate all the way through. So you want that. 2.6 or 2.4 inch, uh, diameter. Um, mm-hmm. some people will, might only want two blades for that reason, or rather than three blades. So, um, it gets really messy. Three blades to four blades versus how
1: many fletchings you have. Cause some people still use four right. fletchings versus three. Yeah, it gets weird, man.
0: And, and so, and that's why I was talking to him. I was talking about the, you know, the fletching. I'm like, there's like, so I'm like, cause he had a bunch of different, or a few. they had, he had a couple of different options on the fletchings or the feathers. Um, and I, uh, I asked him and I'm like, Hey, what is the difference between the two is there a performance difference or is there an accuracy difference if i were to use this fletching and you know dial in with that if i switch to a, an arrow with a vein you know the longer uh the longer feathers am i going to ha- am i still going to be in the same spot and he says yeah you will. as long as your weight and diameter is the same you're going to be in the exact same spot these days there is no performance difference back in the day you know when we didn't have all the technology we have now in these bows and all that stuff. There would have been one. He's um and he's and he's was telling me about how like people in the Midwest like uh, or, or further west they're swearing by the four vein right now like by by four veins instead of three like, they swear by them but in reality there there is there's not a difference it's just on it's honestly what do you think looks better in a lot of cases
2: yeah.
1: It all comes down to you, your performance, what you practice was, what you can afford. Yeah, You don't so, need to buy a $2,000 bow to kill a deer.
0: No, nope, you don't. don't need to. Is it nice? Sure. He uh, okay, So that was one of my questions I asked him. I was like, all right, listen, man, this bow is obviously X amount of money. What is the difference between that and that fucking four hundred dollar bill? And he goes, line them up, and I'll show you. And he, he said, I'll have you fire them both, and you'll and you tell me what the difference is. And I fired them both, and I'm like, I feel the difference.
1: Smooth draw on the top end, you cold versus having to actually pull. Yeah, yeah, it goes with
0: well, it. Well, so like if you want to, like nobody's asking, but um, one of the things I liked about the Matthews versus the Hoyt was one it was easier to i i just i found the draw to be easier on the matthews i felt i I needed to exert less effort i had to use less effort to pull it back for whatever reason 60 pound you would think 60 pound draws is a 60 pound draw no not necessarily they pull back differently um i liked the fact that the matthews once you reached the uh once you got to full draw that was it that was where you're going but with the hoyt it was more of a spongy feel it was more spongy than it was uh, like like I said with the Matthews, it was like you get there and that's it, you're done. But and, you know, Hoyt was more spongy, and then also the the, the firing, I felt like uh, just the uh, the feel in my hand and arms with the uh, firing the Matthews, just I I, I liked better.
1: It also goes into the releases, man. Do you yeah, have a trigger release, a thumb release, a timed release, a surprise release? It's so crazy, man sites what kind of site you doing a one pin three pin five pin seven pin I laser got five,
0: i got a five pin right now
1: yeah five pin, oh t- spot hog did you go spot hog did you go trophy what do you do did you go matthews did you go garmin it's so crazy man it's, yeah but to wrap that up it would be we are a uh, what's the word i'm looking for
0: we are a social species and we look for connection anywhere we can get it. Like we're not meant to be solitary. Yeah. So that's just it's like so it's like picking your brand is like picking your group of people in a way to, to be with to to associate associate yourself with.
1: I mean even like bow hunting versus rifle. Like we're yeah. all hunters we should be in this together no but there's people that are alive that are like, no, that are
0: like no. if you do anything other than bow hunting you're not a real hunter and then you get into the bow hunters like so if you do anything other if you bow hunt with anything other than a recurve hunter or with with a recurve bow you're not a real hunter oh bro what
1: about draw a pound like you said you have 60 pounds yeah. there are people that shoot with like 90 now yeah and they think that like you that's inhumane you, you don't need 90 pounds and people are like you shoot with 45, which is a legal limit in almost every state for like youth and stuff. And they're like, that should be against the law. And it's like, shut up, dude, <laughs> shut up. You're not happy with one. You hate the other, you know, like 45, 45 pound drill, because they think it's too light. And then you're not actually killing. It gets into like the impact and everything. Speed of the arrow. The yeah, they, I mean, a 45 pound drill is not going to
0: shoot as quickly, but
1: correct. Yeah. But I think it just Not as
0: Some people can't physically do that Exactly
1: Youth hunts, Disability That's why crossbows Elder right. Yeah That's another one Wait till you're like 65, 70 And you want to keep hunting You get into For some reason Muzzle loaders. <laughs> Seems to be a really common thing Amongst the older crowd They love going black powder It's like Because they don't want to shoot A 375 H&H mag <laughs> You know Like Alright cool
0: well, I mean, you can't even do that around here. No. so It
1: blows my mind how many states actually have outlawed rifles.
0: Yeah, in Ohio, you can't. Well, I mean, you can use the- That was the first state I ever heard that they
2: like a shotgun only.
0: Same gun laws as around here. Um, Ohio, you can only use, uh, for your gun, se- gun season, you can use shotguns or the straight wall pistol caliber rifles. Same as in Delaware. I believe New Jersey has the same laws. I don't know who else has it.
1: They say it's usually flat states,
0: which is interesting because where I'm from in Ohio is not flat.
1: And I'm from Florida, the flattest state in and America, and we use rifles.
0: Where yeah. I'm from in Ohio, it is not flat. I'm. I live in. I. live in an area called the Scioto Valley. All right, like Ross County is the edge of what is considered to be Appalachia. Crazy. Which is, which is actually a funny story on that. So my uh, uh, Casey, I, I mentioned how he gra- just graduated from Ohio State. He actually got, he was eligible for an Appalachian scholarship. So it was a, uh, what's, the, what's the minority scholarship? Because of for being Appalachian, which if you knew Casey and like watch, you know how he dresses, like he's very about his appearance. You know, I'm not knocking him or anything, but it's just like that guy, App- Appalachian really <laughs> it is funny but because because he's from Ross County that that falls in that uh, Appalachian area technically it was that he said so
1: yeah. or even even that right like blew my mind the first time I saw a Salt Life sticker on a truck up here
0: oh North versus South right Guy Harvey yeah Guy Harvey all over the place down in Florida I don't yeah. see it too much I don't I don't I don't see it too much around here
1: I saw someone at the outlet malls this year was one on I was like what
0: I, I've seen a handful of people on my time here. Guy Harvey I've never I've never had anything Guy Harvey but I'd like to get like a shirt or something one. because uh, I, I like them I think they're nice
1: have you ever heard Never Meet Your Heroes yes I met Guy Harvey and he's a giant douche oh really yeah he's a dick that sucks yeah, I don't know if I caught him on a bad time. Sorry to be so negative and maybe he'll sue me. I don't know, but we waited to he'll meet never, this guy. This. Yeah. We waited to hear him and uh we uh you had to buy something from guy Harvey for him to sign it. It's like I just wanted him to like not want to shake his hand or something, but Lauren and I were together, and she's like, "Well, we should get his autograph while we're here." I'm like, "All right, I'll just have him sign my shirt." And there's a Salt Life shirt I was wearing, and they he had handlers with him. and he like, "He will not sign that." And I was like, it, "I don't. It's just a shirt. Have him sign my hat." And I was wearing like a freaking Volcom hat or something, and he's like, "No, he will. He will only sign stuff that's his brand." I'm like, "I understand, but I don't have anything. They're like, and you have to buy I'm Like, well, what's the cheapest thing?" And they're like, "Cheapest thing. And I have it in the garage. Here's a poster." It was like $35. I was like, Jesus, just to get this guy's autograph. And I walk up, and his autograph is just like he signs it, very art, artsy, you know, the long lines and stuff. And I, I was trying to say, hey, how's it going? And I got to ask you, like, what inspired you to get into, obviously, you're an artist, but, like, this very specific area of, like, nature? And he didn't even look at me. He was like, oh, it's just something I always did. I was like, okay. Okay and didn't even look at me. And I was like, "Man, that sucked." We walked away and I was like,
0: "What an asshole." Yeah, I was like,
1: "What? <laughs> I just waited for that." And it, I know even that. I think it was that was longer than what he actually responded with, but not that he was my hero or anything, but it's like you go down to the, somebody
0: that you know very, that you know of that's famous for work, Christ, where we are from.
1: You go to the Keys and he has Guy Harvey Bar and Grill, you know? You everything is Guy Harvey billboards. Down in Florida, Guy everywhere. Harvey's all over. It's all yeah. over the and, place. Yeah and i'll never forget i was like bam all right thanks guy
0: well on the other on the other note it's incredibly refreshing when you meet those famous people that are super cool yeah so like um i remember growing up wow, watching nascar right and we used to for whatever reason we hated we hated kurt bush like our family hated hated kurt bush i don't know why we just did I, I I hated Kurt Bush because my parents hated Kurt Bush. I don't even remember why they they hated him. But he uh, the number so, two? Uh, no, that's uh, well, that was Brad Keselowski before, but, I I I, before back in the day. That was Rusty Wallace.
1: Rusty Wallace, so, yeah. Uh,
0: so um, five six years ago, here in Dover Air Force Base, a race comes to town. Over Dover International Speedway, there is a uh, thing going on at one of our airplanes, and uh, we're a bunch of NASCAR drivers are going to come out and check out the airplanes. I'm a NASCAR fan. I volunteered to be one of the uh, tour guides. I guess is what you, if you want to call it to go show some people around. Well, I'm looking at the manifest of names, and a lot of the names I didn't know, they were like the uh, the smaller series drivers, like truck, truck Series and Nationwide Series, but there's a cup driver name on there. I look at it, and it's Kurt Busch, and I'm like, oh, man, number 45. Is he 45 now? Yeah. I don't even know what number he was. He is now. I didn't know that. So anyway, uh, I'm like, oh, Kurt Busch is going to come on the airplane. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess. Cool, I guess. I'm not going to tell him that I've hated him my entire life. <laughs> and then I, you know, I meet him and I'm showing him around the airplane and we're just chatting and talking. He's an awesome guy. <laughs> yeah. He's an amazing dude. And I'm just like, why have I hated him this entire time? <laughs> and then, like, I kind of realized, though, like, I actually had no real reason to dislike him. <laughs> and it's like, well, now I like him. He's a super cool dude.
1: I wonder if that's the mass majority of NASCAR drivers anyway because they're quote-unquote good southern boys. and Usually southern hospitality is a real thing. Everyone's so kind. and It's like I like to think that the majority of them, because I've met a couple, and they've all been nice.
0: Well, apparently Tony Stewart's an asshole.
1: He, I was going to say he would be the one who... Wasn't he supposed to go to jail for killing that guy? <laughs>
0: I don't remember if he was ever supposed to go to jail or anything. I know they they, they went know, to court over it, and yeah, no, it was
1: manslaughter, it. and he hit him with his car. Like, and I get it. The guy kind of jumped at him and threw his helmet at his car and everything, but you hit the guy and killed him. And I mean, it, uh, it wasn't
0: an accident. It was like he was trying to spray some dirt up on him, and but no. Apparently, Tony Stewart major asshole. But like, and um, he's the
1: face of the Bass Pro Shop logo. Like,
0: ugh, you yeah. know. Um, uh, like he won't sign any autographs unless there's a camera in front of him.
1: I just saw one recently of Dan Marino. They were asking him to sign something. He was at a, like a meet and greet and he said he'd only sign the little kid's thing and the kid had like two, like he didn't even have a pin and he like got pissed at him So I was like, here, take my Sharpie and like he, Dan Marino took the cap off and just threw the cap on the ground, signed this kid's like hat and just walked away, just shoved it out and walked away. Yeah. It's like,
0: Dang, dude, like I get it. Like I I, I understand that you get down for these things all the time, but at the same Thousands time it's it not hard just to hand something back to you, back to someone. And smile because that I mean kid. you in a way you you wanted that. You asked for it Yeah, when you wanted to be famous football player. Yeah. I don't know. But um, anyway, back back to Kurt Bush. apparently through I found out through talking because I got to do some pretty cool stuff that year with NASCAR um, and hang out with some higher up people, apparently uh, when like they have races in North Carolina, like at Charlotte um, near where because that's where and that's where his house is, that's where most of the, the driver's houses are. Um, he has a bunch of wounded veterans that come he throws a party for him at, the ho- at, at his house. They're like uh, swimming, uh, swimming in his pool and everything, and they just have the race on. So Kurt's running the race, and after the race, he comes over and he parties with him. And he comes back to the back That's to cool. his house and parties with him. So and like, I got to like talk to more like more and more NASCAR people and just learn that. You now he's actually a pretty solid dude. So.
1: Yeah. So do you feel like a giant Deutsch bag for hating him oh, your whole life?
0: Absolutely, I did. <laughs> and I and I called my I called my parents. And I was like. Why the hell have we hated him for so long? This guy's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy's cool. And so I, now his brother. On the other hand, I, I haven't met his brother Kyle, but like Oh he's, Kyle. But he just on TV constantly. How is I know Kyle why we hate not him.
1: sponsored by Monster?
0: What do you mean? How is he not? Oh, <laughs> I need <get> it know. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle drinking monsters and punching holes through drywall. Yeah.
1: drywall missiles, baby. <laughs> yeah, hit <'em. laughs> So, growing up in the old Daytona, there's a picture of me. We went to Richard Petty's retirement party. I think I was telling you this recently, was I not?
0: No, I have not heard this.
1: No? There's a picture. I'll see if I no. find in my garage one day. I'll have to, like, send it to you. There's a picture of me. I went to Richard Petty's retirement party when I was, like, two or three years old. And I, like, sat on his lap and he had his how cowboy hat on. I don't know what you call that thing, the stupid feather thing on the front. What is I, It's not. I don't know what it's called. He always had, like, that, like opal diamond thing with the feathers <laughs> on <laughs> So anyway, um, they uh they had a, a cake for his retirement party and it was his actual car and it was the size of a cake. Or the cake was the size of the car, excuse me. And uh, they brought it in on a flatbed truck and you would have thought it was his car and everything, but it was a cake and it was at the track and it's like that man made Daytona. You know, he was the king, the king of racing, Richard Petty. And then uh so I can't really say I met him, I was three. I don't remember that shit. But it's like I always wanted to meet Dale Earnhardt. Three for Dale. I don't know who else. I always hated Jeff Gordon. So did we. And then he was in those Pepsi commercials and I was like, Oh, that's kinda of funny. He looks like Tom Cruise, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I don't know. You just, you always have like the, the good guy and the bad guy in anything, right? And you just are always out for the bad guy. Like, I don't care for him. But think about their father who love him and then hate yeah. your person.
0: Yeah. To them, their guy's the good guy and your guy's the guy. Kurt Bush
1: is the man. And you hated him growing up.
0: No, I don't like him. He's a no. protagonist, The antagonist, whoever, right? Anyway. No, I still hate Kyle, his brother. His brother's a fucking asshole. Kyle. How crazy on TV, is that. On, on TV, he's an asshole. How anyway. crazy
1: that a family produces multiple siblings and to become pro at a sport. Doesn't matter the sport. Wow, oh,
0: dude, can you imagine having multiple NFL players growing up in your house?
1: Think of their like milk bill,
0: their fucking grocery spills, bills through the, through the roof. Hell, the Watt family, three NFL players JJ Watt, TJ Watt, and Derek Watt. When, I think Derek Watt is the other one.
2: When
1: T.J. Watt got drafted, I remember his, like, speech. And he was like, I never thought this would happen to me and all this. I'm like, what? Their dad played. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Your like, two older brothers are in the NFL. <laughs> and he's literally, like, getting teary-eyed. You know, I never thought this day would come. Uh, uh, I mean, I understand think. why. You I know was it was happening It's still
0: a very big moment for you.
1: For sure. But to I, have the audacity to say I didn't think this would ever happen. Like, I, I kind well, of expected. <laughs> you came from a Viking family.
0: You came from literally as good of genetics as you could have for your position. Your
1: family is the closest thing to giants on earth, with an attitude and amazing athletic ability. And well, you and, just didn't and think the, that you this was going to be you.
0: And not only that, but uh, I mean, because there's a there's a uh, level of ability to control violence. Yeah, yeah that's a violent sport. Um, you have to be able to control your violence.
1: How many of them don't?
0: It's a very good point. Not everybody can. And I put that in... That Ray area. Rice? Unfortunately, Ray Rice is probably the most famous example right now. No, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you say he's the most famous example?
0: My, uh, <laughs> my, my bad, I forgot about OJ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the number one day of sales for like Pizza Hut was, I think, bes- besides the Super Bowl, they say is the day OJ Simpson was in the freaking uh, high speed chase. <laughs> <laughs> Dead serious, dude. What you can look it up. Yeah, it's like Pizza Hut's number one day ever of selling pizzas. W- besides the Super Bowl, was OJ Simpson's high speed chase. Yeah. The world stopped, bro. Everyone just was like, what's happening? And everyone just sat at home watching it all unfold. How crazy is that? Yeah. But don't get me wrong. What's the the difference? The difference in the examples we just blurted out. Ray Rice, there's a video. And We felt that with her. Mm-hmm. We saw it. We experienced well, that.
0: I wouldn't say we felt it, but we experienced it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel shit. <laughs> I didn't feel shit.
1: And then she uh, tries, like, well, I still love him. And I'm like, you, oh, my God. Of course we you do. I, of course I, you
0: do. O.J. was found innocent. I was found innocent.
1: <laughs> but he wrote the book, If I Did It.
0: Yeah. I think everybody, it's funny, I think everybody is uh, pretty much agreed that he did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did it.
1: Yes, he did it. You're going to tell me a football player uh, gets paid to be violent. Could potentially have a random outburst of extreme violence and cause grave harm or danger to another human or her boyfriend. (laughs) Ray Lewis.
0: Because, yeah, I mean, mean, and this isn't just... uh Football now. I mean, like, there's a lot of jobs that requires a level of not necessarily violence, but I mean, there's times where violence is involved. But like, being able to turn that intensity off between work and home. So like, and so I guess like in the NFL, like coming back from practice or a game where you're just spent however many hours being as violent as you possibly can be, and then being able to turn that off before you get home. And not be that person anymore.
1: You know what's funny? I might be overstepping my bounds on this one. So many people have asked me, how did I turn it off? And I always laugh. I was like, after I just got done yelling and screaming and hitting for 12 hours, last thing I wanted to do. It was more of that. I would pass out on the couch most nights. Sit down, Lauren was cooking dinner, and I just closed my eyes. I was so tired. So this is the last thing I care to do. So to think, like, you have these people that go home and just, like, can't turn it off and just,
2: raw and beat their
1: freaking wife, and they're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. That was never an issue for you? And I hate how people, like, make the excuse, well, they're NFL players. Have you ever seen the actual real-world numbers on how many NFL players have criminal records, DUIs, drug charges, actual, like, murder? Aaron Hernandez. Um, Assault. And then you start to think, like, I don't have sympathy for them, but they play, since they're probably peewees, a very violent physical game. Hit. And get rewarded for doing it and then we're shocked to like what destroy
0: the person across from you
1: as hard as and do it with your head <laughs> do it with your shoulder and it doesn't stop there Yeah, when you take them down you pinch the shit out of them you poke them you stomp on them Who is that uh, I just randomly saw in, it
0: in Dominican Sue.
1: No, 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 no. The one that just happened was a high school or college. Oh, on his helmet. No, it was
0: college. I know what you're talking about. The college yeah, one, the back of his helmet. Yeah, back
1: of his helmet. He's already the QB was on the ground. A guy stood up and stomped on his like neck. Yeah, with his cleats, and it's like, what the?
0: Oh my god, dude, that was a crazy video to watch. Yeah, that that was that one. That was disturbing. And then once again. I guarantee he's gonna keep playing football. Oh yeah, he's not gonna. No. Actually, I, he got he got. I think I never yeah, saw the got,
1: follow he, up. He didn't get flagged for it because they said they didn't see it. But now that there's a video of it, no, that they're trying to push for he's in trouble. I think he's done. Until he isn't, <laughs> you know. No,
0: like I, I think I think he's oh Yeah, I mean he could always go to JUCO, but yeah. I actually <laughs> was that JUCO. If that was JUCO, he's done. Yeah. His career's over. If that if that happened at you, go.
1: Look at the giant fight that just broke out during that football game. You see that? I should tag you in some of the stuff from now on. But yeah, it was a whole, like, on the sideline, both teams together, a whole out 55 on 55 brawl. High school? High school. Yeah. And it's like, shocker, I guess.
0: I mean, and some people just.
1: So to think, I'm just going to spray this kid with my car. And you end up hitting him with your car, you know, like.
0: Oh, yeah, Tony Stewart, yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like, man, there's no excuse for this stuff. You killed a guy. You just got into a fight. You stomped on this guy's neck.
0: We got to end on a positive note. We got to find something. <laughs> we got to bring it back to the happy side of things to, to end on.
1: Happy side of things. You ready? I have a twelve foot tall skeleton in my front yard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Dude, the house does look amazing. So Derek's got his house uh, all decorated up for Halloween. It looks pretty good. Got the lights. Got the big ass skeleton. And
1: Lauren wants to remove her top to her Jeep and put the skeleton in the back seat. Uh, have you seen it? The there's a bunch of yeah. There's a bunch of videos on freaking, of course, online of it. I haven't seen that video. But no, people but... will they remove the top of their Jeep? They put this 12 foot tall skeleton in the back seat sticking up. So it sticks out of the Jeep like two, three feet, four feet probably. And they still put the legs out the sides (laughs) and they have the arms on the top of it. And it's this giant skeleton driving down the road in a Jeep and she wants to do it. I'm like, I ain't freaking doing that shit. But yes. That seems like a bad idea. It's hilarious because a lot of people are doing it right now. She She has her skeleton on her Jeep and stuff. She's obsessed right now.
0: Yeah. So, Spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs>
1: spoiler alert! You just uh, picked the song I already chose for my next video.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I keep. What are you, what are you making a video of?
1: I always do family videos. I went, oh, okay. all over it. So I have one already for uh, Halloween. Oh, is
0: that why you all were wearing skeleton pajamas? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I, I'm I'm sensing the theme. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you watched skeleton, any good movies? I see this skeleton guy up there, and have you? Do you watch scary movies? Um, I used to hate them. I'm coming around to them. Uh, uh, diving into the classics, you know. Uh, like right now, really I'm a big fan of Halloween. I love me some Michael Myers slashers.
1: <sighs> the last one upset me. Have you seen okay. the, the very last one they just did? Yeah.
0: The one where they kill the daughter?
1: Mm, no, that was two ago. They had like four in a row. They literally came out like four in a row. I've
0: seen the two, so I saw the one where they Jamie Lee the Curtis, and then I saw the and one they immediately lighted after that. on fire, and I saw the one where they put up the fire and he kills all the firemen, and then he ends up killing the daughter at the end of that episode. Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter.
1: How did that one end?
0: It ended with him killing the daughter. Jamie okay, there is the one after husband. that i have not seen that one
1: okay it ends where it's like
0: don't tell me because i mean i'm gonna watch it
1: well no i'm not telling you but it ends with like come on man really and then even throughout there's one part in there where i got like i almost just turned it off i was like man i'm kind of pissed about this like after you watch it we'll talk about it but there's two parts in there that really pissed me off i never saw the rob zombie version i think everyone says that one was pretty good
0: rob zombie did a halloween
2: So I saw the,
0: so initially I saw the first movie, the original, the original. And then movie? I saw the original second movie. Have
1: you seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes. Who got their start in that movie? Johnny Depp.
0: Oh, really? Mhm.
1: He's in that movie? That was
0: I'll have to look for it because i bet megan hasn't seen that movie yet and i'll have to uh, play that for her but i remember watching that Neither. uh in don't go to sleep school? high school
1: yeah. have you seen One the original
0: have okay. you seen the original have you seen
1: the original Fred or uh friday the 13th yes do you know who which famous person got their start in that movie
0: um, as soon as you say the name i'm gonna remember it kevin bacon yep kevin bacon
1: didn't he die he was in the bed they just got done doing it, and he put the, the arrow through him. I she was hiding remember. under the bed and put the arrow through him. Yeah. I don't remember. Who was the killer in the first Friday the 13th? The mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was pissed. They killed her son.
0: Oh, she was psychotic. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back at the end of it, comes out of the water, grabs her. <laughs> Rah.
1: One of the first horror movies I remember watching as a kid. I have a 10-year-old dirt brother than me, so when I was 5, 5 he was 15. So I think I was 6, maybe. But um, we watched Scream. That was the, so I should know the year that came out. And I'll never forget, so we'll end on a funny note. So my brother's 16. I'm 6. I was not allowed to watch a horror movie. And that was very really clear, because my brother was definitely into them. And, uh so he told me you won't say anything will you get me in trouble
2: i'm like no no no
1: so we watched it and if you've seen the original scream uh i'll never forget the opening scene where it's drew barrymore and her boyfriend and she's like my boyfriend's on his way over and he's gonna kick your ass he goes oh is this him turn on your back porch light she turns it on and he's in the chair have you seen this okay so he's in the chair and uh, he guts him and all of his guts are falling out that night after we watched it, I remember I was just shaking the whole time. I was six years old. And I'm, like, terrified. And uh, my mom cooked, like, uh, meat macaroni and, uh, you know, spaghetti sauce. And she was like, what's wrong? You're not eating your dinner. And I just stared at this bowl of meat macaroni, <laughs> dude, like Hamburger Helper, you know, just staring at it. I didn't even want like, to go to bed. I didn't want to close my eyes. And she was like, what's wrong? And I just kept seeing ghost faces everywhere, like, oh. it's like I had a crazy childhood, man. I just told that story in my class yesterday. I was like, I was young. I was like four years old. And I watched Jaws. I was scared to go in the bathtub, bro. I was scared to go in swimming pools because there's a shark in the deep end. You know? I,
0: I used to be a big bitch when it came to scary movies. I, I did not watch them. Did not like them. Yeah. Did not want anything to do with them. Um, I also have a funny story. Uh, well... Scaring. So, uh, my youngest brother, Preston, who actually next month uh, leaves leaves for boot camp. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, when we had moved into, uh, uh, we had moved into this new house, and um, there is a tornado siren in the backyard, and they test the tornado sirens like the first Wednesday of every month. I knew that. Casey knew that My other younger brother Preston did not know that Yeah So I devised this dumbass plan Preston likes to play uh, Call of Duty Zombies yeah. Oh, I love he, that he, he liked or, or he liked playing Call of Duty just in general like so like, Nazi you know, zombies so like the Nazi zombies so like the Nazis and everything and he's like seven or eight so he's honestly probably a little young be playing this movie Or <laughs> be playing those games but uh, you know he might have been younger than seven but uh, um so I grabbed Casey I'm like hey when that siren goes off we're gonna act like we're under attack by Nazis and he's like why i said so we can scare the shit out of preston that's why (laughs) and he's like oh okay cool (laughs) he just went with it and i I, and i knew i was good and our parents weren't home it was just us three and so we we developed the plan and then sure enough we're just sitting and we we tell preston like hey come downstairs we're all gonna watch a movie together the three of us we're gonna watch a movie together and we're just sitting there just waiting because we know what time this thing's supposed to start. And we're watching the movie and the siren starts going and Casey and I look at each other. and We're like, we start freaking out. We're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And Preston's like, what? What's, what's going on? And we're like, Preston, we're being invaded. The Nazis, are, the Nazis are here. They're coming. Yeah. And he's like, what, what, what? And I'm like, yeah, the Nazis are here. They're coming to kill all of us. And I'm like, here, Preston, go to the basement. We take him down to the basement. And, um, you know, we like press and hide under the pool table, like just hide. And if you hear any noises coming from upstairs, whatever you do, don't come out of the pool tables. Like, come don't come from out from underneath the pool table. So we leave them down there. We turn off the light. We run upstairs, and like after like five minutes, we start making all this noise upstairs. Like it sounds like we're fighting or something, oh my like God. basically. And then we like silence, right? And this entire time. We're trying not to die laughing, and we're looking up German phrases on our phones. <laughs> and we we open the door like real like creepy, quietly, like to the basement. And we like slowly start walking downstairs and he goes, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and we start like shouting German phrases and he starts crying he starts he starts freaking out and crying. Jesus, man. And you're that brother. <laughs> oh and so Finally, we start. We, we we you know we laugh. We tell, oh, it was a joke. It was a joke, and he's down there crying, which, understandably so. I probably would have been crying too. So, uh, oh, a couple hours later, our mom gets home and she's like, "So, what you guys do today?" We're like, "Oh, nothing." <laughs> Sitting on the table, we you know, time. and Preston's like, "They made me think I was about to die. They said the Nazis were coming," and she looks at me like you want to explain yourself? (laughs) And so I explained it and she actually thought it was funny. I thought I was going to be in trouble and she actually thought it was kind of funny. And then our dad gets home and I told him like what we did and he thought that shit was hilarious. (laughs) So we got, we got a brother. Yeah. We got away with it. So
1: it's funny for you to say that story and to look at the age gap between you and I, because uh, I'll never forget the first time I ever saw that game. Uh, we were in college. <laughs> My brother had just beaten World of War, and uh, that's the last. Loved game. World of War. That's the end credit. Is the that first zombie right? I
0: never saw that. I always turned it off before we got to that.
1: Yeah. So what it is is when you beat the game, when all the credits run. Well, I've seen the video. Okay. Like I've seen
0: videos of it since, but
1: yeah. So that's what it is. Is the the guy like breathing? Oh, oh, and also, you, you
0: just, and
1: the zombie comes right and then that's what unlocked zombie mode. And my brother didn't know this is like 2009, right? 2008. And, uh, he was like, I'll never forget. I got off work. It was like 1130 at night and we had a house together that we were remodeling. And for my brother's graduation gift, he took all his money, and bought a 55 inch plasma TV. And this is when like TVs were still like flat screen. 55 is the biggest at the time. And, uh, I walk in, all the lights are off, and he's just sitting on the couch waiting for me. And I was like, what's up, man? He's like, bro, sit down. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, look. And I'm like, what are you? He's like, just watch, just watch. And he clicked play. And I was like, what is this? And it's, and you're in that house, you know? And he runs over and like fixes the windows and starts, I'm like, what? And you see the zombie come up and he starts stabbing the zombie. and I'm like, what is this? We got so addicted to that game, bro. Bad. I we used to stay up to like five in the morning, having to go to class. You know, I got I got addicted to like, the Black Ops. That one was fun when you can unlock. Um, my favorite one, I, where you can go up on that like catwalk, and you can upgrade your guns, and you can like oh,
0: and you need the ray gun.
1: The, well yeah the, please bro yeah. i have ray gun <laughs> yeah yeah but the whole like we got to level 55 once because mm. you just go up in that catwalk and you just get in that corner and they all funnel up the stairs and you just sit there just blow them down yeah just, yeah ah, good times i have it Never by reason. the way oh do you Black yeah, Ops? I, we can play it right yeah like one night come over i'll oh, we'll play we'll play with who's oh yeah there's a playstation right there bro
0: I purposely yes. got this. I only
1: bought that because I was like, "I gotta buy it." So I have World of Warf dude. We so I have,
0: I have Xbox 360 for, i and I only have one game for it, and that's NCAA. It's the NCAA, see. the, the last, the last NCAA football game that was made.
1: You know what we should really do? Fuck playing in here. Take the projector outside. And played in the dark. Oh, that'd be creepy, dude. That'd, that'd be, be fun, so though. much fun.
0: That'd be creepy as fuck, but a lot hang of fun.
1: Hang up the uh, the uh, projector on the the bird feeder out there. Yeah. Have you seen one? I've done that before. Uh no. That's why that string is out there and the bird feeders on it because I don't have a the <laughs>
0: release the hounds, dude. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like and all you have is a pistol. You're like, oh fuck, <laughs> dude. We should totally do that. We'll do that. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll do that sometime next week. We'll try. A, I'm having a good serious. night, grab, grab a jacket, grab some hoodies, and I'll bring Megan over.
1: Because the last time you did the projector night, you guys just sat there and watched football in the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were getting so mad. I'm like eating pizza, and I was just like, man, you guys are really into this game, and then something happened to the projector, and you guys had to come inside and watch it. I remember that, but I was like, oh, it sucks. But that's why that string is out there, so we could hang up the projector, bring out the surround sound. And play Nazi zombies outside at, at night. Fuck yeah, dude!
0: If, On that note, that that's a good note. That's the as good of a note as two you hours have. and fifty minutes of catching up. Oh, damn near three hours. So, well, it's been fun.
1: You uh, got over here. We caught up. The uh, we lost electricity. Um, we had our
0: yeah. It was, we had our uh, typical te- technical difficulties
1: that we always have. <laughs> We had a drink. This is my first alcoholic drink in probably like three months, bro. I don't hang out with anyone. I, I'm, I'm a social drinker. Like, am I, Same. I'm not an alcoholic. Same. Yeah, I don't just sit at home and drink. So it's like, I was like, kind of excited. I was like, oh, I got to break something out tonight. So Basil Hayden. But uh, so we had a drink. We hung out. It's great seeing you, man.
0: Good seeing you too, bud.
1: Even though you were just in my office like two days ago, but.
0: <laughs> it's fun to do it like this.
1: Yeah, this for is sure. A good time. So the um, next time, let's uh, yeah. for sure get uh, like a uh, Max or someone on and uh, let's get yeah. going because uh, I are unfortunately news for another day, but our days are limited. But on that they note, are.
0: there are alternatives, but we can talk about those another time.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Guy, okay. it's been fun. See ya.